I'm curious. Like, I'm, I'm curious though how people would do detention nowadays. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh detention. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, there obviously are... you guys don't have those though. Log in, log in after school for detention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <After> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Hey there! Welcome to the Gluten Free Organic Thoughts Podcast where you are encouraged to express your natural thoughts and views through casual, meaningful conversations that hopefully can lead to learning and understanding new perspectives. To find out more info, visit www.gfothoughts.com. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Wong and Robert Din. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Gluten-Free Organic Thought Podcast. My name is Michael Wong, and for today's episode, we have someone that's going to tell us how it's going back to school is going on and how they're handling pandemic in 2020. So we have Michelle, a good friend of ours, and she's going to be here sharing her experiences, you know, pretty much life during COVID and so much summertime and then how she prepped for this school season. And always with me, Robert Dan co-hosting me. Hey, guys. Yeah, Robert, happy to be back. Uh, this is gonna be good insight on like how kids are kids are learning these days. Um, I don't like it's been so long since we've been in school, so yeah, way way too long. <laughs> oh, things have changed. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me count the ways. Right, yeah. So, so first, what we're gonna do? We're gonna like see what we're drinking, right? So right. I have some rosé. Wait, was already oh. rosé? Wow. Time? It's yeah, 10 a.m. All right. Whenever there's a, whenever it's, it's a, a early show, it's a weekend, right? it's an early show, I need, I, I don't know. I was going to get like a mimosa, but like, I don't even have orange juice in the house. So oh, I need like on, a man. sparkling rosé instead. <laughs> you got to get to the having? grocery store. So Michelle, what do you have? I'm doing my regular teacher drink. Cold ice water, crushed ice. Got a little hey, how how humid is it right now in South Florida? It's pretty gross. It's pretty humid. <laughs> it, everything gets sticky if you leave it outside. It's it's pretty bad, huh? the windows. If it's really cold inside, get foggy and like a little, you know. That's why there, I had to move so. out of Florida. I, I don't miss the humidity humid. at all. By the way, I do not miss that humidity. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a I hate killer. walking outside like and sweating. I was just the glasses say, get fogged up. Yeah, yeah, the glasses, sunglasses are really annoying to wear right now. Yesterday, yeah. I was uh, packing up my home because I'm getting ready to move tomorrow. And I had friends over and one of them brought her daughter. And she was like, you're sweating. I was wearing my mask. She's like, you're sweating. <laughs> I'm like, no, honey. I'm like, my skin is oily. It's humid. I'm like, you'll learn more about that later. <laughs> so so um, I'm struggle. having my typical coffee at 1 p.m. Uh, this is my still my first cup. So... Uh, I'll get to Robert's stage a little bit later today, but we'll see. Yeah. What uh, my stage? This is like a <laughs> brunch early morning drink. Like this is what this is what you drink in the morning. Wait, this is your pregame for brunch, right? I think so. Yeah, this is what this is. This is this is like pregame through brunch. That's what you. That's what you drink. Like I don't know. All right. Uh, so Michelle uh, and I met a couple of years ago back in South Florida, right? So Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then for you know for those who don't know you. And what, you know, what do you teach in a sense, like what grade and stuff, so? Yeah, definitely. I'm a Gator grad, University of Florida, two Go times. Gators. There you go. go Gators. I go studied Gators. Uh, early childhood education. I got my master's in early childhood education and my bachelor's in special ed. So 
this is my eighth year teaching. Um, wow, time flies. Eight yeah, years. yeah, and I took a gap year. Like I was, I was like two years in, and I was like, this is. I, I think I need a break. Like I gotta reevaluate things. I have like a, I call it my quarter life crisis, but there we, um, go. we all have no, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm really grateful I did that. I got a lot of clarity about what direction I wanted to head in my life, and I definitely love working with kids. So, this is my fourth year working with my particular grade level. I've taught mm -hmm. first, second, third grades in the classroom, and then I did a Montessori stint. So I taught third, fourth, and fifth grade there, but what's a Montessori more... stint? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, for <laughs> those who don't I... know that world, we don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. okay. Montessori is um, uh, it's like an approach to learning uh, inspired by Maria Montessori, and it's very much um, you know child-centered and mm -hmm. child-led, um, and the children you know work with material in the classroom. So the teacher has to go through a very very um, particular training to become Montessori certified and to understand how the student will use the material and, and how you as a teacher will guide that student's interactions with the materials. What so, kind of material? Like, yeah, I'm just, so is like it like, very, uh, like give you give them a couple blocks and then you're like, what, how are they going to do this? You, so like the, the classroom is like the third teacher, right? So okay. it, a lot of it is kind of like inspired by the setup of the classroom and um, there's just like various material like on the shelves and the child will like naturally gravitate to something and then that's when you So kind you of... purposely like oh. kind of mold the environment on that. Yes, exactly based on so like you... what you want so the child to So basically whatever the kid is in, is interested in that's what you're teaching on. Okay. Yes. Wait, so how does that affect the standard testing? I'm curious now. Mont so Montessori schools are private. So oh, yeah, it. they are small independent schools. So I guess and the average class size is what? 12, 15 kids? Um, and at my school that I was at, I believe I had about 12 kids. It was pretty small school, very, very small. Wait, so, kids. but you have 12 kids. What if 12 kids go to 12 different things and then <laughs> you're trying to teach them 12 different things? So, so with Montessori, what's interesting is that there's various age groups in the same class. So you know, like the younger ones have role models in the older children and the older children really get to like foster and like develop those leadership skills. Um, but you try to like kind of group them similarly, but the nice thing is that it's easy to differentiate. Like if they're all working on the same like material, yep. it's, it's a little easier to differentiate how they're using the material and they get, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with you or, you know, if, they're both working on the same skill. They work together, and it's it's very like a very free, you know, environment. It's, it's really it it, it's hippie. it's kind of hippie. I loved yeah. it. Like, I, I actually it enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, we're developing was... our hippie kids young now. Yeah, never again. Yeah, <laughs> man, it so never I, dies. I guess... Peace never dies. So I guess you've done both sides, right? Uh, you've done both sides. I'm gonna mispronounce this word, by the way, throughout this podcast. So, so like, so you've done, so have you done. What's it Montessori? Is that what you pronounce? How you pronounce that? Montessori, yes. Yeah, Montessori. And so you've done that, and then you've done the regular piece, right? I guess, can you compare like the impact of that? Just wondering, like, just, just, just curious. So yeah, there's um, so I did like the public schooling for a few years, for literally like half of my career. I taught public school, and then at half of my career, I've been in private. So I'm in private school now, and like. It's interesting. Um, there are a lot of similarities still. Like you still have various parent involvement. Like 
some parents are really involved, like really want to know what's going on. And other parents just kind of leave it up to the teacher or, you know, they're some parents are, you know, juggling like intense careers in addition to parenting. So a lot of it will fall on us. And so the involvement varies. But the main thing, I think the most obvious thing to, you know, people who are not educators, the, the biggest difference would be um, the resources that are available. Like gotcha. if a private school is able to like manage their budget and their funds well, like they're going to be able to provide like a very different experience for children um, rather than public schools. With public schools, it varies as well based on like where the school exactly is and, you know, what the demographic is. But, you know, with private school, it, you, you know exactly what you're getting um, as a parent, like based on you know, what you're paying and, and what you observe and, and yeah, gotcha. you, you get so a very. Are, so are you doing, you're doing Montessori right now as your teaching style? I did, I did Montessori um, before I transitioned to the school I'm at now. So oh, I did okay. Montessori. Um, and so what grade are you yeah. teaching right now? Right now I'm teaching pre-K four, which is the youngest age I've ever Pre-K. taught. Wow. Pre-K. I've worked Wait. with kids that age before, like growing up, I, um, I babysat, like I worked at summer camps. Like I grew up in Boca Raton. So, yeah. um, I, and I'm Jewish. So my mom had me really involved in like our temple. And so I would like in high school work with like over the summer, I'd work with like the, the pre-K kids or so like you the kindergarten kind of age for it, in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd had experience with them, yeah. but never like formally as a lead educator in a yeah. classroom. So, um, it was a unique opportunity and, and yeah. I was, I had been wanting to join my school community. Like I had found them, uh, through word of mouth, actually, when I was teaching outside of Gainesville, um, yeah. one of my colleagues from Miami had mentioned oh, this the school. school and yeah, this particular school that I'm at. And when I moved oh, wow. to Miami, I was like, I want to be here, like based on what I had seen online and, and what my colleague had said, I was like, and so I spent a few years trying to get a job here. And then finally, I, you know, through like various connections I had made, I was able awesome. to land an interview. And originally I was going to be a teaching assistant, but then the job opened up for the lead and they were like, it's pre-K four. And I was like, That's sign awesome. me up. Like, I'll, 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 I'm open. I'm very open to so, new, so like, wait, what year are you just with the school now? What year is this? This like? is my fourth year with the with school, school and my fourth okay. year with this grade level. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, before we get, we dive into a little bit more. So can you tell us what's going on in South Florida school-wise? Because I think for those who are not in, in South Florida, we just want to get a little background. So like, for example, what is Miami-Dade County doing, you know, in terms of going back to school for, from K to 12, just wondering? Yeah, so what Miami-Dade County did for the public schools was they pushed back their opening date. So originally, I think they were going to open mid-August, like most mm-hmm. schools in South Florida do. And they actually opened um, August 31st. So this past week on Monday was their first day. And it was only virtual learning, only remote. Um, So from my understanding from like what I've heard from like my public school colleagues that I still am like in touch with, they had several trainings leading up to the opening of school virtually because, you know, you kind of have to like standardize everybody's Mm -hmm. knowledge about the technology that they're going to be using. Um, my school, uh, so back when the pandemic was first unfolding, they developed a COVID task force. So, um, members from our school community, um, we have like an epidemiologist, like a pediatric, you know, physician, 
Um, we have somebody that's like an executive from like a major cruise line. Like there are various, um, you know, professions that are keeping, you know, the task force updated on kind of what's going on. And, and that has like guided my school's reopening plan. And so we like want to provide the, the same or very similar comparable, like high level experience for our parents and for the children. Um, so we decided the school as a whole decided to maintain our opening day and to begin so remote. Start earlier? We started before Miami day did. Okay. Yeah. We started at our regular opening day. Um, gotcha. but the, you know, the amount that we needed to do to prepare was different. There was, was a lot more intense. we needed. Yeah, it course. was really <laughs> intense. Yeah. It was super intense. And like, yeah. um, you know, I think a like there are a lot of teachers who like have families and um, who are juggling, you know, their own children's experiences learning. And then there's teachers like me who are, you know, you know, we have like personal things going on in our lives too. So yeah. like we were talking before, like I'm preparing for a move tomorrow. Like I'm literally yeah. moving to a new home tomorrow. And <laughs> I'm also trying to juggle, like <laughs> providing excellent top notch, like, you know, experience for my pre-K fours. And, their experience is very, very different than um, a child in even elementary school or middle school or high school. Like the younger, like primary age children, um, which is like pre-K three through kindergarten. So age three through like age six, that experience is much, much different than the older children who are a lot more independent, um, who can you know, handle, you know, walking around next to mom, like as they go from place to place while being connected to their peers on a screen. Like yeah. I've mm -hmm. seen some of my colleagues doing that, like when they leave work and they have a child who's enrolled in public school this week, like um, one of my colleagues, her son would be connected. He'd be wearing headphones, walking through our school um, with the iPad in hand and like connected. And then he's walking by people and people are like, oh my goodness, hi. And his mom's like, he's connected. Sorry. Like he can't talk right now. <laughs> it's like very strange, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, so it's all online right now for you guys as well then. Right now it is, but my Until school when? actually, so yeah. Uh, yeah, my school actually right now is preparing to transition. So we, um, emailed the parents earlier this week and let them know that we're prepared, um, to have children come in person to school yeah. and it's happening this coming Tuesday. So, so do, they have, do the parents have an option to opt out if they want to? Just curious. They do. They do. So right. they had a timeline to complete the survey and make their yeah. decision. And I think, you know, almost all the parents have decided whether they want their children at home and continue remote learning or in person. So, oh, so you're going to have, too. you're going to have a screen. <laughs> How is this going to work? If like yeah, part of the, so part of the class is online. This is... Behind this, yeah. Okay, yeah, before, this is before we jump into that. So I just want before we jump into that part. So you're doing online right now, right? The past couple of weeks, right? What three, four? Yeah, weeks? I'm no, sorry. One week this week. One... It started this week. No, they started earlier, though. No, we started our first day of school, I think, was the 20th or the 21st. So oh. we had Thursday, Friday and then yeah. two additional full weeks of remote. Yeah, learning. they started earlier. Oh, so okay. did yeah. you guys end up distributing meals then? I just wondering, like, just like because I know some kids, uh, really, you know, uh, rely on lunch meal, things like that, breakfast meal. Did you guys do that? Just wondering how yeah, that no, we have not been doing that because our demographic is, is different. So gotcha. okay. what our school has, um, required us to come to campus to teach virtually. 
So um, typically like they will, we have like a, a dining service that will provide the meals for us. So yeah. we've been provided meals. And then there are some faculty who have children who yeah. either are or not students at our school. So um, those children have been coming to our school. Our school is providing childcare for gotcha. those children. So, mm. um, you know, some, it, for those awesome, caregivers, I mean, it, it's really great for the teachers yeah. and, and those children are on my campus. Um, and so we have, there's several campuses at my school. And so we have um, childcare providers who are helping each child connect all day long. Yeah. So because imagine the public school can may not able to have the budget to do that. Think about that. Like, no, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a whole different ball game. And I know that, yeah, for, I know them in public school, for some public schools, they were, you know, because a lot of kids depend on those meals, they do have distribution centers for those things. And so that has been, I, I know that has been ongoing, ongoing since, since they went online. So now, so you're saying that next two weeks, you guys, planning to bring kids back on do you have to do anything special to an environment yeah definitely so the way our school is handling it is they are um they're giving parents an option to bring their child back to school or to have their child resume learning from school every three weeks so every three weeks the parents are going to receive a survey and they have to fill it out and let us know what their intentions are for their child for the following three weeks. So we just started mm -hmm. that first survey this That's past week. That's actually pretty week. smart though. You did parts of yeah. pieces. Yeah. yeah, and so we received an email from our administration and um, apparently 55% of our students are gonna be returning to in-person learning, which awesome. it's nice, yeah, because it's kind of it kind of like helps us ease back into those new routines that, are, that we're building that are new for everybody, the teacher, the student, the family, you know what I mean? Yeah and um everything has changed like when i tell you everything like i can't yeah, so, so wait how's your, I, how's your planning like you're planning for example like for that environment piece right so now so you know how you uh i guess you probably had to space out the, the desk differently right you probably have to like so, balance that online as well yes yeah, so for the older grades they have individual desks for their children mm -hmm. so they are spacing them out for the younger grades like for my department primary like it's extremely difficult to keep like little impossible. kids apart from each kids, other kids yeah with each other <laughs> yeah they want to play they want to interact like the a huge part of development is social and emotional and that's yeah. the piece that we really focus on like in addition to the academic parts but you know without the social and emotional like the academic is difficult so yeah. um you know i have a lot more you know, families opting to have their children return than some of the older grades do. And that's okay. Gotcha. Um, we, the planning piece is tricky. Like we, so right now what we're doing is we start our day. Let me give you like a glimpse at our day remote right now. We start yeah. out with like morning meeting. Um, the children are connected for half an hour with us and we're, you know, singing songs. Like we're, we're getting to know each other. We're sharing, you know, at my age, like the children have a little toy they want to share. I have to teach them how to raise their hand on Zoom. Like, if they don't have their <laughs> Wait, hands how, how like this. How old are these kids? How old are the kids again? Some of my kids have just turned four years old. And oh then I God. have some kids that are turning wow. five soon or have just turned five. So 
the the their ages vary and their abilities vary right? so wait, how so, are parents involved in that piece of this though? yes yes say, you know what's no funny i'm there. noticing about this conversation is like it's moving so fast like yeah. i have like i'm wanting to elaborate on things and then you guys are like i have a question like yeah, it, so it really questions. is like that for for yeah. teachers too like there's so many questions <laughs> but um, I feel like a kid right now. I'm learning as much as I can. Yes. You didn't raise your hand, Mike. Sorry, Excuse I didn't raise my hand. I'm going to have to mute you if you don't raise your hand. I'm, I'm glad so you're that... not host. Yeah, yeah. No, when I'm the host, like, I, like yeah. the, the kids log on, the parents help the kids log on. Um, I think a lot of kids are starting to get the hang of it. Um, almost all of the kids are able to unmute themselves. So, like, I'll mute them all at the beginning of the lesson and then um i'll request i'll like ask to unmute there's that little button on their picture mm -hmm. and then they i'll see them like touch the screen and unmute themselves so like uh, these little four and five year olds are like really no, kids on, right? kids <laughs> with technology are so good like they are it's so crazy. good at catching on well they're sponges right no, especially yeah. if they're sponges they absorb anything yeah they really are quick side note about that i just got myself a nintendo switch and i've been playing animal crossing and i'm <laughs> staying with a coworker who has two daughters and one just turned six and one is three. And I was you. showing them how to play Animal Crossing and they were catching on. I was like, this is insane. Like, give them, like, give them like a couple of days and they'll start showing you stuff that you never know. Yeah, no, right. no <laughs> really, they are gonna teach me more about it than I know. Like it's, I don't doubt that at all. And yeah, um, yeah it's- There's the, sponges of kids in days. They are, they're able to yeah. catch on. So they know how to raise their hand, like, I have to talk to them about what their learning space looks like at home. Like mm -hmm. every time we start our lesson together, like there's without fail, a child with a toy in their hand. And I'm like, all right, don't forget our learning space is clean. We have just our materials. If you have a toy, set it to this side, you'll play with it when we're done. And like, yeah. I, it's tricky because in the classroom, it's natural for a teacher to redirect behaviors and to be just direct and, and to move on quickly. But now we're in an environment where the families are very involved, especially in my age group. So I'm very, very mindful about how I'm redirecting. Like I wanna make sure that the child knows what the expectation is, but that I'm also, you know, <laughs> being mindful of the parent there and like not yeah. stepping on toes. You know, each family is different. And, you know, I wanna, our goal right now at this point in the year is just to like create a community. So yep. like at the end of last year, when I was zooming back in like March, April, May, the kids already knew each other. The families already knew each other. So like, so they were uh, my, comfortable already. They were already, they comfortable. were comfortable already. Yeah. So I was, you know, very much focused on like academics and just trying to like get them ready for kindergarten. Gotcha. So every day was like a, a lesson, but right now, and, and not that the, there's not lessons yeah. right now, but the lessons right now are social emotional gotcha. lessons and and like how we communicate on a screen and like where are you looking like if the child is like over here i'm like bring it yeah. back buddy like yeah. right here <laughs> on the screen it's tricky their attention spans are so, so wait random question how do they take naps <laughs> so we right now they're home so they take yeah. naps whenever they want you know if they miss a meeting they miss a meeting and you know so, wait, they, you, so you have a breakdown just so like, going back to your daily breakdown with them right just walk, can you walk me through like do you, obviously you start out with them the, the parents lock them on right do you yes. clean their environment space yes their environment is clean uh oh, you know. wait wait uh so i just like a quick question like how many 
how many people how many kids do you have right now in your class right now i have 13 students in my class wow. so 13. all right yeah 13 students all right you gotta yeah. make sure you manage them during lunch time to make sure they come back you gotta manage yeah. to take a nap time to manage to come yeah. back <laughs> no those are very very tricky times of the day for me yeah. those times are the most stressful times even like in person mm -hmm. um like it, that's the most difficult time for me because and, and now on top of like covid and all now they have to be six feet apart you know and um for teachers like teachers know this there are kids in the class that have allergies so like right now I have a student in my class who has a banana allergy, like severe airborne banana allergy. We have nut allergies. I have pineapple allergies in several kids. So I have to talk to the parents about that, you know, cause some parents don't feel comfortable eating the school lunch because it's prepared by somebody else. So Definitely. we did like our back to school night orientation. And I was like, if you feel more comfortable bringing a lunch by all means or a snack for your child by all means, but be mindful, it cannot have nuts. It absolutely cannot have bananas or pineapples because we have those allergies in our class. And now, you know, I, I have to be extra. Keep an eye on it. You have to keep an eye on it. Sometimes parents tend to forget. And now no, definitely. So we, um, because we're in a hallway, um, our so our school has various campus like campuses, yeah. like I mentioned. And um, this year they decided with COVID to move us to a smaller campus. So our whole department did a big move over the summer. And yeah. right now we're in a hallway, a shared hallway. So what we decided with that allergy is no bananas. Like the, the gotcha. dining service is not allowed to bring bananas to our campus. <laughs> so we are a banana free campus now, but. So, so, so wait, what if the parents gives them lunch? Do you do like, do you do like an inspection every day? Like a lunch? Oh yeah. <laughs> One of the things that we have to do yeah. now is we have to make sure that those foods are not in the lunchbox at all. Got it. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that's like something that's yeah. like specific to like, I think. So, so you're, you're transitioning right now from online to in person, right? So before we pivot to physically, you know, I mean, to be in person. So going back to online. So like I so said, how do you, how are you guys handling that right now? Lunch break? Okay. So what we do is we provide, we provided the parents with a schedule, a suggested mm -hmm. schedule. So we have times that we gave them that we're meeting with their kids. 9am every day is our morning meeting. Then we have like our daily special, like PE, music, Spanish and science. Those are like our specials that we provide. Wow. And that's this every is day. a nice school. I like this I school. know, right? <laughs> it's so important. For like they really, they know, need right? it. And listen, when I log into our, our coaches Zoom and I, I see so many kids, like the jumping jacks, you know, like they're moving and grouping. Like they really are like with it, you know? And um, so then they have that for half an hour right after morning meetings. So they have back-to-back -back half hour Zoom meetings. That's a full hour of like connected time. That's really yeah. difficult for some kids. So like as a school, we're required to take attendance. I shared with my families, like you need to make sure your child is logging in in the morning. So I know that they're present for when yeah. I take attendance, but some don't last and you know, yeah, their attention span, they're just not interested. It's not fun for them. Like they need that in person. It's engage, like yeah, it's so. very, very difficult for them, right? Because we're just one little screen and they have so many other things going on in their home that like I as a teacher I'm not aware of. You can't control it to be honest. Exactly. Um it's out of my control. So I my like philosophy has been like flexibility since March. Yeah. Like you do what works best for your family. And so anyway, back to that suggested schedule, like have small group times. And um, in the spring, I was meeting with the kids one-on-one, -on -one, half an hour every session. 
So, oh, so this, you're doing one on one back then. I was wow. in the spring because wow. it was so new and that was what yeah. we came up with. And yeah, it was, and, and I have a co-teacher, so she also was doing one-on-ones and we yeah. had 15 wow. or 16 Wow, so you guys have, teachers. you guys have like 13 kids, but two teachers. Yeah. Right now, two right now as well. So yeah, two, we have two teachers wow. right now. Yeah, but what we're doing is we're taking turns. Like I only meet, I have 13 kids, so I only meet with like seven kids on one day and then six kids on the other. And on the day that I meet with seven kids, my co-teacher is meeting with six kids. And we're not doing it one-on-one because we want them to get to know each other and work together. So like I have them in small groups, 30-minute small groups. And when they're with us in those 30 minutes, what we're trying to do is get them to say hello to each other on the screen. And like, um, I'll have them hold up like the artwork that they made and I'll have them both show it at the same time. And I'll be like, okay, Billy, say something nice about Judy's piece. And then Billy is like practicing that, you know, social, <laughs> emotional, like kindness what, piece. What, what is, it? is there any, is there ever say, yeah, they ever say anything that's like, uh, it's, it's ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> I, I have a couple <laughs> of kids that like, you know, have a hard time. Like, I'll be like, give me a thumbs up if like you got it. And then yeah. I have that like little boy that's like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, great. We're going to keep moving. I So when that happens, yeah. I just kind of let it go because they're at home. Like, and when they're in person, I'll be able to redirect it. And so yeah. let's go back to like the in-person piece. The parents did the survey. One thing that I found very interesting is that um, I have five girls in my class and uh, eight boys. My four of the girls are staying home. So I have one girl coming in and the rest oh my God. boys. Wow. And it's going to wow. be like six or seven boys that are coming to school. Yeah. So my class is going to be very boy heavy, you yeah. know? And so I think, you know, that's just interesting to look at, like from a that's social sure perspective, like from a development yeah. perspective, like a lot of the parents, a lot of the boy parents feel that the boys need those social interactions, you know, yeah. everybody needs them, but yeah. those boy moms feel more comfortable sending their boys to school. So, so I guess, I guess, you know, you know, going back to that scheduling thing, right? So, so let's say that you meet them in the morning, right? Then they have a lunch break and then there's another meeting. There's, right? there's a lunch break and then there's like a rest time. So we've like blocked that out in the suggested schedule. And then we have it like an afternoon small group piece. So then um, the kids that we didn't get to see in the morning, we see in the afternoon, and then that's it. So it rotates. Okay. It does. It does. But- and so I kept it consistent, like, for the families. I created the schedule. I was like, let me know if your time doesn't work for you, and I'll switch you to the afternoon, and I'll try to, you know, switch somebody else. Because I'm trying to be very flexible. Yeah. But some parents prefer the morning time. Some prefer the afternoon. Okay. So I try not to switch that. But the small groups, I am going to switch starting next week. I'm going to. Yeah mix them up because now like these kids have been working on zoom together for two and a half weeks so now it's time to get to know like another little group of kids and like continue fostering like that classroom community even virtually because when you right? go back right you're gonna know oh that's bobby right there you know or you know you can re- recognize him a little bit better yeah exactly so so, um, so like the so the parents have to be on the entire time that the kids are on too so how do they get anything done so the, some of the parents I see some like working moms I'll see them like off to the side like doing their own work and then if the child becomes distracted they like come back and redirect right some of the parents are able to like leave like I see some children working alone in the room wow. with the door open so like if you know Johnny needs 
you know, a piece of paper and he doesn't have it, I'll be like, all right, go tell mommy or daddy you need a piece of paper. And then I see them like scurry out of the room and then come back and they're like, I got my paper. I'm like, great job, you know? But um, yeah, it depends. It really depends on the child. And then some kids do have that caregiver, whether it's mom or dad or um, a nanny that is next to them the whole time, like trying to keep them engaged. Wow, that's that's gotta be hard. Like, I don't know if, it's like because you're when you're working and then like you have a kid and then you have to like be on be there to like help them yeah. with yeah. school it's yeah and then i my, see i yeah my no, brother my brother said like his kids are going back to school and he's just like he's just like lost because he can't he's like i can't teach these kids i was no good in school so like yeah, right. how, yeah. like being there to help them is like is one thing but like it's a whole nother thing I mean, to imagine, like you know, help them pre- learn. This, this is like pre-K. I mean, imagine you try to do that with like middle schoolers. It's even probably even worse doing online stuff like this, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. So now that you're planning to transition back to, you know, being in person, how are you going to handle those sessions, I guess, online and physical at the same time? Just wondering. So one thing that our school did to prepare us for this was they made like a heavy investment in technology Mm -hmm. so every single classroom has been outfitted with a brand new top of the line smart board smart board is what we use for like our interactive whiteboard Mm -hmm. um and so it comes with a camera affixed to the top so you do it at the same time like physical and online at the same time so what we're gonna do is for morning meeting when we do morning meeting in person those children at home are gonna log in from home and they're gonna be on the screen and they're gonna be seeing our group now how does that change my instruction like it changes it like crazy right because first of all typically when i'm sitting like let's say this is my board i'm sitting like right in front of it so that if i'm doing something i'm engaging with the board the kids are seeing me and there's your instruction right Now I have to make sure that the kids that are on the board can see what I'm doing. So I'm either going to be screen sharing or I'm going to have the smart board positioned in a way that's facing. I have like a little chart that's like on the wall. I have it looking at that. So you're going to have a little monitor to make sure the kids are looking at you as well. That's what you're looking to. Yeah. But one thing I want to mention is like a big part of like early childhood instruction is like reading books, like research shows that if you read a book to your child every single day, like their development, in like every level, like is like, they're way more likely to be successful. So I make it a point to read a book every single day. And I, a lot of times I do that in my whole group instruction. And so now I have to make sure that like, not only are the kids on the carpet engaged in the story, but the kids that are at home are engaged. And with that camera on zoom, on the smart board, like it, it focuses on like the action on like the moving part. They can, the they can move it. They can actually follow through, which is nice. Yeah. But it doesn't focus enough on the pictures. So like when I'm reading a book, like yeah. I want the kids to notice the pictures, like that's what they're most interested in, in the book. So like when I would do story time in the spring, I would like hold it up really close and like get <laughs> really look. Yeah. Are you seeing this Johnny boy? You know, <laughs> yeah. Is she, uh, Lagging hang on. I think, I think she's lagging. Yeah, hang on. Hold on. You're lagging a little bit. Yeah. So now. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break while I. One hour later. All right. All right you good? Here we good. All right. 
we're back. Yeah. Since our, since we had to take a break, since we were like forced to take a break because of like uh, <laughs> internet connections and stuff, let's uh let's go let's move uh, into our uh, extra MSG segment, um and what do, do some funny stuff. Time? Yeah. You want you the want to funny see stuff. Yeah. Actually, Michelle, so you want to go with stuff? that? You, you have some funny stories to share with the kids. So. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it's like it, with little kids, like little kids are funny anyways because they share things that like adults don't typically share. Like, yeah. it's just they say whatever they know and whatever comes to mind. So like these Zoom sessions have been funny because the parents are there, so there's a little more of like an adult audience. So, so like, you, guys, you guys don't record a Zoom session, right? I'm guessing, or do you guys? I have not been recording the Zoom session. No, do you, I do not record. I, I guess. Do you know if any, any other teacher records that and then sends it back to the parents? I think uh, some teachers, when a child misses um, like a whole group meeting, mm-hmm. they will record it and send to the families. Um, but I, I haven't really had that issue. I've had like everybody coming. Um, so how's your attendance be though? I, I get the attendance. Has it been like more like eighty percent attendance online? No, like the kid, the kids that are um, enrolled are at the morning meeting piece. Now sometimes the small group they don't make it to like later gotcha. in the day, but mm-hmm. um, you know sometimes the next morning, like during small group is when we do our little crafts, like they're cutting, they're gluing, coloring. So like the next day in morning meeting, the kids will have like their little hat they made or like their little mask they made. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. And then the kids who miss it are like, oh man, like, and then they'll show up, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They like yeah. motivate FOMO. those they kids. Get the, they, they get the FOMO. <laughs> yeah, they get the FOMO, exactly. There's <laughs> an early experience of FOMO there for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Teaching oh, yeah, them so early, the FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are the some funny stories you'd like to share? Um. Yeah, so like, you know, one of the things that is very natural for a child to do is to color. And we've been like facilitating some coloring activities and um, we were making, we were talking about kindness. And so one of my boys that I was working with, I was like, well, who are you going to make your, your card for your picture for? And he's like, I'm going to make it for my mom. And I was like, all right, great. What do you, what is your mom like? What, what are you going to draw on your picture that your mom really likes? And he's like, a bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> the mom and then the, the, the other moms know. that are connected. The kids they know. know. I have a I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine who uh, who also had a kid, um, and she's also did the same thing. Where like she's he's like, what is your mom like? And like she drew a picture of his mom uh, drinking wine with her friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they know, like some of these kids really know like their parents very well. So they know, <laughs> they, they you know? keep an eye on them, they tell you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like, uh, those grape juice. <laughs> yeah, right. It's right? grape juice that comes in like this long bottle, you know? It, it, it's, it's mom juice. It's mom juice. Mom juice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like we, we get into like little conversations about like their lives. So, like, like when they're coloring, like it's kind of a quiet activity, you know? So I try to facilitate any kind of little conversations that I can, just so the kids are talking and whatnot, feeling more comfortable building that rapport. So like one of the moms the other day was like, why don't you tell Mrs. Good about your dog? And he was like telling me, oh, his name is Paco Loco. And then he's like, we call him a terrorist. I was like, (laughs) okay, moving on. I do not want to explain to any other children on this Zoom what that is. So we're gonna keep it moving. I was like, oh, okay. Are you teaching him new tricks? Like, 
trying to keep it moving, but like, that's like something that I think all teachers know how to do is just keep it moving. When a child says something that you're just like, awkward. That's nice <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go into that. Right. Um, and then there's just like the technical, like difficulties that you have on zoom, like, um, in morning meeting, like I said, I sing songs. And so yeah. like the first day of school, like our first morning meeting, I was like, we're going to start out with a good morning song. It's a song that our music teacher sings with the kids that like some of the kids that were in pre-K last yep. year are familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I put on the song on YouTube and I'm like singing the song. It's like, good morning, good yeah. morning. I'm like halfway through. And then I see a little chat pop up and it's like, we can't hear the music. So oh. I'm just like by myself, like, la, 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 la. I'm like, you gotta be okay. I was like, oops. All right. We'll try again tomorrow. And what I had done was I forgot to check that little box on the bottom yeah, of the screen sound. that says share computer sound. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right. But wow, I know I'm not the funny. only teacher out there that's like struggling with the tech a little bit because my coworker who has her son connected. Um, she was giving me a ride to like an apartment complex that I was checking out to move into and her son was connected on the iPad and he put it on, he unplugged the headphones so we could hear everything. And like, I could hear this teacher struggling. She's like, Oh, like, she's like, Phoenix, do you want to share your project? And like little Phoenix probably had his project up and she was like, Oh, it's looking small. Like we can't see you big. And then all of the, this is like a second or third grade class. Like yeah. all the kids start unmuting themselves. They're like, Miss Smith, why don't you? touch the three buttons and pin his video or teaching the class, like the teacher, how to like troubleshoot this. And this <laughs> went on, I kid you not for like almost the entire car ride. These kids oh were troubleshooting a problem. <laughs> the teacher's crazy. lesson, I looked at my, my coworker and I was like, her lesson is out the window. Like <laughs> it turned into like a, like a learning hour for the teacher. <laughs> well, so, so I guess right now teacher probably had to spend an extra hour to learn about technology first, right? So you like yeah. literally to avoid those like, kind of, um, you know, kind of embarrassing situations, you had to learn the tech first. So that way, you know, if the kids are spotting you. This, but it's this, also this, hard, right? Like some yeah. of these teachers have been like, they're not technically savvy and they've been teaching oh, for they're so old long. School. We call them yeah, old, old school. Yeah. And like, it's just hard. I was looking up, I saw this on TikTok of this kid who, he's probably a high school kid who's like, his teacher was on. He's like, oh, uh, he told his teacher, he's like, hey, let me, um, let Maybe me host. share my screen so that I can I can do that. So then they, the teacher made him host, and then he just kept no. on kicking her out. Yeah, just kept uh. on kicking her out of the class. Or, or, change her, like, or change her name. Or change her name. Or change your oh, name. No. Yeah, that was mistake number one. Like you never let anybody else be a co-host. No, yeah. no, no. Luckily, yeah. I don't think my kids are on that level. But one thing they do like to do is once they start figuring out how to annotate, like I'll be teaching a lesson, and then all of a sudden I'll start seeing little scribbles on my face. I'm like, oops. And then I have to like keep talking. Oh, so they're, like, they're, they're actually they, purposely doing that. Just they're to... <laughs> annotating on me or like on the screen. I'm can you clear that like, as the host? Yes, you yeah, can. Yeah, you, you, you can. can. Okay. Control that. You have yeah. to open up, annotate, and then like clear it off. But <laughs> it, I imagine also... you're talking and they grew up here out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they can, you know, make me look like whatever. So I have to like keep teaching and like yeah. keep talking as if nothing is happening while I'm on my screen like oh my god <laughs> and the parents are watching this go down I'm like okay <laughs> I've also seen I've also seen where they change their name to reconnecting and uh and turn off oh, their yeah. turn off their video turn off their so camera. it looks like that they're not that they're just that they're having <laughs> problems 
think I saw that online too, but I think the one that I saw, the kid had like misspelled reconnecting. So he's like, oh, really? <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, so Robert, yeah. what do you have to share? Uh, I have this video of. Um, I guess that in the chat. Yeah, I just sent it to the chat. Let's see this. It's a video. Oh, let me share the screen here. Yep. Yeah, it's a video of this uh, this chimpanzee using yep. Instagram and just looking at his. <laughs> Did he like it? I, they like the post. <laughs> oh yeah, my just, god. The guy, the, the owner oh, he's guy, he's, he's just like, scrolling. oh, what are you looking at? And he's just like scrolling through uh, Instagram, oh, looking at other chimpanzees and his ch chimpanzee friends. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a new kind of enrichment at the zoo, I guess, you know? Yeah. Right. Don't give them Social like distancing a, at the a zoo. plastic ball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Is so we, like, we can't um exactly social distance in our classrooms yeah. so during rest that's like the only time like i i'm able to like get them six feet apart but every other time the parents know they have to be close together that's crazy so, but man this this yeah. chimpanzee is crazy though he's actually scrolling liking yeah and stuff, you know? yeah he's he's, yeah. he's good <laughs> yeah that's they're good. definitely doing social distancing out there <laughs> so yeah. i sent this i sent so for me i sent this meme to my friend because my friend loves clowns and I'm like, buddy, I think this is a good excuse to just tell your wife to to, uh, to do one of these for you. So let me send you some. Crown Royale. Yeah, Crown Royale. So let me send you a meme to you. And uh, it's pretty funny, I thought. So for the, uh, the title says, spray, uh, spray the throat, uh, spray throat <laughs> three times a day for your anti-coronavirus. It's a bottle of uh, Crown Royale with the spray in it. And the spray, <laughs> a spray bottle top where you can spray. There you go. That is really funny. There you go. Some of those, and the, the hand sanitizers smell like straight up like the worst tequila I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like I went to the post office and like did a pump and I almost gagged. I was like, ew. Like, this is not okay. <laughs> and, and then if you, read, if you read the comments, it says only three times not enough, maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a tease. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty funny though. I don't know. These this, this comments are pretty funny. But yeah, anyway, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, man. All right, so Meme culture, back... I love it. I know. So, all right, so getting back to the topic. So Michelle, now that you, you're going to transition into you know, in the physical world, the kids are coming back to you, right? Uh, I guess you were mentioning earlier, you know, you, you can, you, you're doing your best to prep as much as you can, right? I guess what are the, some challenges that you see probably, you know, that may happen that you have, like you trying that you may have to overcome. Like for example, I, I, the kids will have to have masks all the time. Yeah. So actually, the kids are going to be wearing masks all day. So mm -hmm. all one day of the long. things that wow. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we've been teaching them how to do is like we've been like. You know, we teach them like what it looks like to be school ready, like they wear their uniform, like they, you know, have their backpack. And like when we drew our self portraits the other day, yeah. the follow up lesson was them coloring in and cutting out a mask and gluing the mask on the face. Like they need to know that, like when they go to school, they wear a mask. Gotcha. And um, 
you know, we ask the parents, like, send extra masks because, like, if their mask gets dirty, like, we're going to... Or it gets lost. Or they lose it. Or it gets there. lost. Yeah. Exactly. Even though I don't know how, what if they keep it on? But, you know, <laughs> might not be able to do that. Like, it's going to hey, be during hard. during lunchtime. You never know. Yeah. 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 So one of the things yeah. that I want to do, I think, is, like, one of the first lessons we're going to do on the first days of in-person is they're going to bead, like, a little string, and we're going to make one of those little, like, you know how like people have the glasses. Oh, the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, like for their mask. So when yeah. they take off the mask, it just hangs on their neck like a necklace. Yeah. And when they're done eating, they put it right back on and that's it. There you go. Gotcha. So the only time they're allowed to take it off is during rest time and lunch time and snacks. So at rest, um, you know, our school is concerned that, you know, a child might have like a medical emergency in rest time. So mm -hmm. they want to make sure that the teachers that are supervising are able to see their nose and mouth. Yeah. And like how they're breathing so because they're so young so um they are going to take off their masks at rest time but we also purchased these like little bucket hats with these like plastic shields oh yeah the, uh, the, secret, the secret plastic shield that's smart yeah. yeah so when um you know during the day they can wear Man, this is it, a like... nice private school let me tell you right now uh, <laughs> it is it is yeah. we provide a lot like we really we do want it to be like an exceptional experience for the families yeah. and we also want them to feel safe yeah. Like we are taking extra precautions to like keep the classroom really clean and you know make the yeah. parents feel comfortable with the environment that they're sending their kids to. So I so I, so like side topic this quickly though. Um, so I guess I know you probably know a bunch of public teachers because you taught public school as well, right? So how have you talked to them? How they're dealing with this, some of this situation? I'm just wondering. And do you guys collaborate, share ideas? I'm just curious. So I don't know any public school teachers who teach my grade level. Your so grade we're not level. like yeah. collaborating a whole lot on that. But yeah. I know that like Miami-Dade started on Monday and they suffered like a really big cyber attack. So Wait, a lot what? of my, yeah, wow, there was a huge attack? cyber attack on the Miami-Dade, um, on the, Zoom calls on the Zooms. Yes. So they, it was Man, a really rough them. first somebody, day. Somebody, somebody really want to prank them. It was a student. They ended up arresting like a high school student here in South Miami. Oh so, my God. Yeah, okay. it was pretty crazy. I'm like, I'm not surprised it was a kid. Like, like yeah. I said, these kids technologically, they're like yeah. beyond, you know? So um, yeah, that was, that was a rough first day of school for Miami Day teachers. Damn. But, wow. but yeah, I probably wouldn't have I done mean, like in school. I probably wouldn't have done like that. But I probably would have like found some workarounds to school. <laughs> like I probably would have done yeah. something, something yeah. for the for the like. I on mean, Zoom. I, I guess the kids. I mean, the kids are smart enough in a sense that okay, you know what? I'm bored. Why not? Yeah, like, yeah. Over the summer, they're like, might as well, you know, start yeah. the year off with a bang. One thing <laughs> that like I I think Robert, you probably would have done this. Like change your background. Like the virtual backgrounds on Zoom yeah. are like really big, so. Right yeah, now, my class been... hasn't figured it out yet, but That's last smart. year, <laughs> last year when I was zooming in the spring, those, like a lot of my students were like virtual backgrounding it up, like all oh, so, so they said, so they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. figured it out. I think yeah. my kids are a little too new still, so they're, they're like a little too young, but they'll get there. I swear. I'm curious. Like, I'm, I'm curious though how people would do detention nowadays. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, detention. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there obviously, are... you guys don't have those though. Log in, log in after school for detention. Yeah. <laughs> like after... okay. <laughs> oh my god. Lame. That's funny. No, that is not possible. They. The one thing that I did see is that my school yeah. kind of developed a policy for students who refuse to wear a mask. 
Yep. So, um, what I, what I saw on the slideshow, it said that coming to school is, is viewed as like a privilege at this point. Yep. Like if you, if a parent decides to send their child to school and they're not following the correct procedures, the like yeah. yep. they might not be able to come to school. Like they might have to do remote learning. And like, yep. there are um, certain kids, like I was speaking to like a, a PE coach and they were sharing about how certain athletes are required to stay remote because they play on like club teams that travel and they just are trying to mitigate the risks. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Our school purchased um, ionizers and they're using, I forget what they're called, like Merv 83 filters, but they're like yeah. hospital grade filters for the, for, yeah, the for, the air, for the AC. Yeah, so every classroom has one of those like filters and every classroom has an ionizer so Dang, it's filtering nice the school. air. So it's, so it, 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 it is. It is. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's a like overkill, but spice it down though nicely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Are they doing uh, temperature checks when the kids come in? Yeah. So we're using this app called the Safety App, and every morning before I get to work, I have to open it up and complete a small like questionnaire. So I have to like verify that I haven't had a fever, COVID. I don't have nausea, like any, any kind of symptoms. I have to verify that I haven't traveled anywhere. Is that app also contact tracing? No, my school said that um, if anybody does test positive for COVID, they're going to notify the health department and the health yeah. department is doing contact tracing. How's that, so. how's that work though? <laughs> I mean, if, are they really if, doing contact tracing the health department? Yeah, I know. Seriously. I, yeah, you know, I, this is I, one, like, my, 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 in Florida, I have no trust oh, in no. any of them. I agree. I agree. I don't know. That's like one of those things that like, you oh, know, God. that's like an employer's decision. Like they assured us that like if somebody in our class tests positive and they're made aware, they will notify us the same day. But beyond that, like I, you know, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> There's a lot of unknowns, you know, and like we haven't this none of this has happened yet because we haven't had students yet. Mm -hmm. But we have been coming into closer contact with each other. Yeah. And it's difficult. Like we received an email um, from HR basically saying, like, make sure that you're spacing out six feet when you eat lunch because we're sitting at the same like, you know, like people eat together. Like it's it's yeah, hard for it's, adults. It's, it's, it's really hard for adults already. It's gonna be even harder for kids exactly yeah exactly yeah. so and then like you know we want to go outside and eat lunch but it's so hot like <laughs> at, at 12 o'clock 11 30 12 o'clock it's yeah. roasting outside so i'm like yeah you know wait, wait, you're telling me that your best school doesn't have a fancy porch and a fan outside <laughs> I'm, yeah y'all don't have like a y'all don't have like a dome like that you guys built for for cooling for oh you guys my gosh, yeah. this is not Disney World, not quite, okay? We don't have those little misty fans yet. Imagine yeah, that. that comes out, yes. The cooling stations, not yet, okay? <laughs> Maybe right. in like a decade or two when global warming really starts affecting us. But so, uh, so I guess, Michelle, for, I guess, you know, obviously this school year's definitely been different, right? And I guess, do you see this going on for next school year too as well? No, like there's so many unknowns like i yeah. i hope not like this has been really difficult for teachers and for family like everybody yeah. has been affected by this it's extremely difficult not just like because change in itself is difficult but yep. like navigating the logistics and like 
the emotional piece, like the fear. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, how you do know? you how do you feel emotionally right now? Because I'm sure it's that this is partially emotionally draining in a sense. And you plus you need your energy to teach the kids every day. So Yeah. I've had a lot going on in my personal life lately. Yeah. So emotionally it's been difficult. But when I yeah. like work is like my escape right now. And work oh, is that's very that's like challenging. <laughs> well, yeah, like work has always been my escape. Like I love what I do. I'm passionate about teaching and mm-hmm. working with these little kids. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little nerve wracking, you know, like coming to school every day, being around people like, um, you know, somebody got sick the other day and, and they work in, in an office with like a few other people. And, um, you know, we walked in, like we said hello and then after my morning meeting I went into the hallway and the office was closed the lights were turned off and there's like a do not enter sign and I'm like what? is everything okay like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on it's they're like right across the hall from me like yeah. it's, it's well, unsettling about this right so flu season is coming up soon and especially after yeah. November December and you know how do you you think my concern is that a lot of people may overreact or under or maybe underreact at least to a certain degree. Like, how do you deal with that? Because especially if they're gonna try to bring kids back to school and flu season, you'll fly back to you know through the kids very easily. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I get my flu shot every year, so like knock on wood, like I'm gonna get my flu shot soon. Like I hope not to get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like every parent is going to decide whether they feel comfortable sending, like they're going to weigh the pros and cons themselves. And like, that's something that our school has like made very clear. Like every family chooses what's right for them. Um, You know, our school can't guarantee that nobody is going to get sick, but like they're giving us like hand sanitizer bottles. They're giving us like little like disinfectant sprays. Like we have paper towels out the wazoo. And then like my co-teacher is kind of like me. We're like germaphobes. So like last year before COVID even happened, like, um, like a, a kid would be sitting on the carpet and like start picking their nose. And I'm like, Oh, Johnny, you put your finger in your nose. That's not healthy. Please go wash your hands. And then they have to get <laughs> up and go wash their hands. Like I try really hard to like be on top of like those yeah. behaviors and like things that are really common in little kids, like putting their fingers in their mouth when they're nervous. That's like a super common behavior, you know, yeah. and I have to like be on top of it and we're just going to have to continue doing that and like disinfecting, you know, and, yeah, and that's, that's like the, the other I, I thing. Think- it's, I think it's, it's like, a good thing, though. It's a good, I think it's a good thing because I think this builds habits uh, down, down the line for yeah. kids. To be, you know what I mean? For the kids to be sanitized. I mean, I feel like, okay, out of the COVID situation, I feel like everybody's going to be cleaner afterward, which is smart. That's true. Yeah. I was I was talking to some yeah. friends who were like, oh, uh, we like, uh, Sean, Sean came to visit me. And yeah. as soon as he walked in, he's like, all right, I'm going to wash my hands. And he's like, this has changed me completely. Like, every time I come <laughs> somewhere, I wash my hands, which we probably should have been doing anyways. But yeah. now it's just like yeah. an automatic reaction, which is good yeah. for all of us. Yeah. Like I would do that anyways. Like when I would get home from the grocery store, I would wash yeah. my hands. But like now I'm like acutely aware of like when I'm washing my hands. And at work, we've installed like hand washing stations in the hallways and like in various areas. So people can just wash their hands during the day. So like when I'm walking down the hall, like I'll, I'll just wash my hands just for the hell of it. Like I feel good, yeah. you know, after I do it, you know. Well, yeah, it, uh, like I said, it builds kind of like a nice little habit. I think down the line, maybe perhaps you know, year down the road, people are used to that as well. And also, no, and I think, but one, of, I guess one of the concern is that I, I'm just curious to see how the county, you know, especially in South Florida, how they're gonna handle that situation. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, private schools a little bit different because you guys control your environment a little bit. Uh, 
you know, with more control. I think public school is going to be one of the biggest issues that they got to look for, you know, county uh, guidance, right? And so, yeah. and obviously the private school will try to follow that in a sense, but it, I guess imagine that if the, I feel like the sense of direction, uh, I'm not sure like, what, that, what that has been, if that has gone. Do you, do you think you have anything to add to that? I just wanted, do you like to see something that the county might do, can do better? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, it's so difficult. Like you yeah. see small business like struggling right now. And it's because mm -hmm. the county is trying to determine like what is safe for people and like what is in people's best yeah. interest, right? That's like the, the big thing right now, like politically, people are just like, you know, torn about it. Or they may Do not we... even know. Or they may not even know. Or they may yeah, not even... maybe they're unaware, right? You know, I just, like, my hope <laughs> is that if numbers start getting really, you know, if the positivity rate really, like, spikes, like, I just saw a little headline pop up on my phone earlier today about, like, Spain and France, and they're starting yep. to get, like, higher numbers. Like, if that starts happening, you know, in Miami, like, I do hope that the county will take action and, like, shut it down um and like have us move into virtual learning again um you know because i don't always i don't know if you know yeah. <laughs> i don't know how safe it is <laughs> you know to like yeah. keep places open and leave it up to individual businesses or like private organizations it's kind of hard, to determine. I, I, it's super hard because most people don't, i mean most people tend to look for what's is, there's a fine line between what's doing what's right and then you gotta provide for your family right and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like we promised our families like an excellent experience. So like, yeah. what does that require? That requires like giving families like the flexibility to choose whether they feel comfortable sending their kids and then making sure that we're guaranteeing a safe space for their kids. That's like priority number one. Gotcha. Right. And then in like in my grade, it's, it's very challenging because kids are touching everything. Yeah, so like in true. addition to like the, all the lesson planning that we do in the primary grades, like we also need to make sure that we're disinfecting the Everything. things that they're using all the time. So yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to try to keep it in the little pod system. Like yeah. already we have a pod system in our grade level, like the classes, the kids from different classes do not interact with each other. But now like I have to keep it to like the kids within my class and like yeah. set them up in little learning groups. And on Fridays I disinfect the toys. And then on Mondays, maybe they switch up to a different learning group. And then that group only plays with these toys during the uh, week, gotcha. right? so that's smart mm. because that way you rotate what's being disinfected and you have a little exactly so every week on friday we're like super cleaning everything and then on monday the kids that are starting to play with those toys that they didn't play with last yeah. week are fresh yeah so that's smart though that's wow. my approach but every every teacher is doing it differently yeah well every every level is doing it differently as well there's pros yeah. and cons for yeah. everything so, so i guess if the county decide you know what guys hey we're shutting this down i guess then private school will probably follow that as well right that's what it sounds like so. Yeah, I think when the county makes a decision or you're talking like Miami-Dade County. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was talking more like the like like the mayor, like the city of Miami. Like, I think when they make a decision, yeah. all the businesses, everybody in the county needs to follow. But if Miami-Dade County schools make a decision, I think our school definitely looks at that. And like gotcha. in the past, I think we have followed their decision making, but like with with covid that has changed like gotcha. now oh, you're like, talking about are you talking resources. about uh like dade county school that's what yeah. You're yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, yeah i think so, i think mike's also talking about the county as the county yeah 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 i i would hope their goal is to keep everybody safe 
Yeah, I, I guess because from my scene so far, I feel like the reaction has been a little bit slow. And so it's kind of like, yeah. uh, I mean, again, especially in West Coast, right? In Santa Monica right now, everything's still kind of, <laughs> yeah, everything's remote. They, they already announced that they have to keep it remote until end of, end of September. And they keep pushing it back a little bit more. Yeah. And so, yeah. but also like, at the same time though, I mean, there's only so much resources can you really do, you know what I mean? Like so, certain things you just can't teach online. Like, imagine trying to hold a second grader or, or even a middle schooler. I, I mean, as a college student, I struggled just to stand online, to be honest. I skipped class all the time if it was online. So you yeah. imagine that. Like, I, I skipped class I when it was live, so it's <laughs> same. Like being online, it just makes it easier to skip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. And, and it's kind of like you know, down the line. I mean, I feel like if it's six months gone by, eight months gone by, I, I do you feel like the quality has would have gone, will go down? I mean, if we're remote for that long, so, yeah. I don't, I don't anticipate us being remote for that long. But what, what if though? I mean, it I mean, would if be we didn't have summer, like, we would we would be like it was it, like if we didn't have summer, we would already have been there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah kids long. are on like month five, month six of being home, yeah. so like yeah. parents are starting to reach their like threshold. Like yeah. some parents are like they have to go back, you know, and then other parents are like, no, it's just they don't feel safe. They don't they don't believe that. Um, you know, if we were remote learning for that long, like teachers are very innovative and very creative like we always have yeah, some, like that. bag of tricks yeah like yeah. we have our bag of tricks we collaborate like i think we would be able to do it and now would it be easy absolutely not it would yeah. be difficult for everybody right we prefer kids to be in person what i think is a very possible like a very real possibility is that we return to school life kind of resumes and then we have to, you know, we have a spike in COVID and we have to go back to remote learning. Like, yeah, I think that is very system. real. Exactly, exactly. While we like navigate this, while we discover a vaccine, right? Like all these unknowns that are out of our control. So yeah. we, we created like these little remote learning bags that we gave to parents when we met them at like our meet and greet. We had a little meet and greet event. Yeah. Um, and they're required, those are just supplies for them to have at home so that if we do have to go to remote learning again, they have materials at home. They're not. So, so I guess like, they're more prepped now. So I guess you, so. You guys have probably, I guess, planned for the worst as well. That's what it sounds like as well. You know, at least to a certain degree. Yeah, we're preparing for anything yeah. that might get thrown our way. Because, like, I mean, think back to March. Like, we were so unprepared. Like, we found out Wednesday that, like, it was like Wednesday, March 11th. I think That's it right. was. Yeah. I swear, like, I will never forget down. it. Wednesday, we found <laughs> out that the school was like considering closing that Friday. And then by yeah. Thursday, it was like, tomorrow's a half day and like send everything home that you can. So I, on Wednesday already, I was like, I think we need to make bags to like send materials home. And my team was like, no, that's like too much. And then by Thursday it was like, no, we're making bags. <laughs> what are we putting in the bags? So like, I like yeah. scrambled to like get the stuff together. And you know, it's just, you can never, you can never anticipate something like this happening in your lifetime. No, it's true. I mean, yeah. keep in mind, this is our first time in our generation we ever experienced this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we didn't have yeah. technology when the last pandemic hit. So, like, you know, the next, the next time it happens, 
it's going to be a whole new generation and maybe they'll see this podcast and be like, Oh, check out this teacher. Look what she did. You know, like, and they'll have like all kinds of new, te- they won't even know what smart board means. Like they're, they're like, what a is, whole nother level. What, what do you mean? Zoom? Like what's no, new? They're going to be shut. They're going to be ours. You just put the VR in it. In, in the oh my God. Imagine I mean. that. Imagine, imagine just, just put a VR. Hey, Bobby's right there. You know, you actually see the real kids interact with them. There, it, there are companies that are coming out with technologies like yep. that online where you log into like a Zoom room and it's a virtual like Minecraft reality. But Isn't there's like little though? screens on the walls. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. I feel like, you know, obviously this kind of, you know, with the pandemic, it's definitely fast track the digital piece of it, right? And I mean, let me tell you, I had to teach my parents how to use an iPad and it was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, and kids are just yeah. picking it up nine days faster so you know oh yeah yeah they they're which able is, to like great. yeah they it, it is really great it, like opens up opportunities for them like there's so many things that they can explore and like will keep them engaged like yeah. they can do learning oriented activities on the ipad without a teacher and it's amazing you, you know have you found any any parents who are like Oh, like doing all this digital learning is like too much screen time for my yeah. kid. Have you, I guess any, any, any kind of like, you know, resistance. Just so it, it goes both ways. Like some parents feel that it's just too much time for their child and like their child can't handle it. So it's yeah. difficult. Right. And then there's other parents that are like, we want our child engaged all day long. Like we're paying <laughs> tuition at your school. Like That's we true. want you yeah. to be doing it all day. We want them like engaged. Yeah, like developmentally, like a lot of screen time is not good for our age group, you know, like they're, they need opportunities to like do things that are engaging their fingers and like their bodies and like they're still growing like Mm -hmm. the the screen time takes away from those things. So like when we do screen time, a lot of the things that we're trying to do are like activities that get them cutting and get them writing and like building those little, little muscles that like Mm. they would be doing otherwise. Get them to do physical stuff. in, in, in front of the screen like for example hey build a rubber band ball whatever it is or yeah yeah make a bracelet like yes and then so with that like we have to try to create an academic component as well so like when i tell them to like put the beads on the pipe cleaner like yeah, yeah we're gonna make a bracelet but today we're focusing on patterning so what kind of pattern are you gonna make let's do a little game together on zoom first so do you and drop then you off can tell me little packages ahead of time so we gave them a variety of materials so that when we lesson plan and we create our virtual lessons, yep. um, we can do it based on the things we gave them. So we can say like, mm-hmm. we know you have X, Y, and Z. So for is this, this activity- Is this every week or is this every, or is this just every, at the beginning of the school season? It's every day, like every day we're teaching a, a remote but, lesson. But, 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 but I mean like the, the stuff you give them- to do That was when the, the teacher, the, the parents came, right? Yeah, so the parents came for a meet and greet. We prepared these bags and we gave it to them and we knew they were starting remote learning. So there were certain activities that we prepped, like they made like we read. So you planned Yeah, some activities we gave them like the template, you know? And then there Mm -hmm. were some kids that, there are some kids that are not in Florida at all and like couldn't pick up the bag. So um, I show, I like took pictures. (laughs) Well, the parents were like, we they're have off to play in the Hamptons so, now. They're like, I know, right? <laughs> they're, they're like gone. at their, their vacation but, but, home. But the school's starting now. I mean, think about this. What if school you can, starts in person? You can start you know school I mean? in the Hamptons. It's fine. <laughs> okay? Don't worry. They, so they don't have to send their kid back to in-person learning if they don't want to. So they can stay wherever they are. 
some of them are in different time zones. Like they. What's, can yeah. What's that. the farthest per, farthest kid away from you? I yeah. think the the one that I was aware of was a uh, family in Colorado. So okay. they were like a couple. Oh, so, so the kids behind. get up at six a.m. No, they didn't. They were missing their zoos. Oh, they were missing their zoos. <laughs> they missed their zoos, you know? But you know, maybe they made it sometimes. But I don't know. Crazy, I'm just, yeah. I'm just joking. Like I don't really know if they made it or not. But yeah. it, it's challenging. So, no, definitely planning for you is definitely has been a, like um my so like, I guess now that you know, obviously you you're you're prepping for both sides, right? So I guess every single week, have you planned flipped a little bit, or do you just plan week by week, and you just or you have your whole lesson plan already? So our like I'm on a really great team at my school and we are collaboratively lesson planning. So um, each of us is responsible for like a different curriculum and like a different part of the learning on the lesson plan. So right now I'm focusing on literacy. I have colleagues focusing on math. We have a social emotional curriculum. We have like a handwriting curriculum. So we these groups split it up. This this is uh, between the same age group or like throughout the. This is in our age group on our oh. on my team. Yeah, oh, I have I three so other lead teachers on my team. There's three oh, so other classes. Yeah. Oh, and then okay. Each, so thirteen each kids. In in my class. Yeah. But there's three. one class that has. So you have about thirty nine kids. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, there's one class that has sixteen because it's a bigger space. So they gave oh, her like a bigger group of kids. But they, you know, they like looked at the square footage and they tried to like, you know, make it. So is that, that is it about the same, uh, same number of students for each age? Um, in no, the... it gets higher. I mean, okay. like, you know, you've heard of like the class size amendment. Like, you know, that's like yeah. been like a public school thing that they've tried to like to control yeah. because classes get big as the, the kids get older. So, that's true. yeah, oh, the class size does increase. It gets increase. bigger as you go older? Yeah, I remember yeah. fifth grade was like thirty-five kids. I thought what? it got. Sm- I yeah. thought it got. Fifth grade? I thought, thought got the class nine? size gets smaller because kids drop out. <laughs> they don't drop out until like eleventh or twelfth grade, or like yeah, yeah high school. Like. I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> I, I remember. Dude, you're out grade. of touch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember fifth grade. We had thirty-five kids in our class. Recess was fun, let me tell you, because of thirty-five kids, and yeah. you know. And then middle school classes uh, was about 35, 40 kids as well. But then high school became a little bit smaller, like uh, maybe 25 kids, 30 kids. But but yeah, but my I got lucky because my graduating class in high school was about 400 kids. But I know my friend who went to another school, their graduating class was 1,100 kids. I'm like, holy. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had a huge class. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was like 600 kids, 600, 700. But in, in high school. So I went to private school for – from pre-k until seventh grade the and so yeah i went oh, till wow. seventh grade so i went into public school when i in eighth grade and i was like there are so many people here because <laughs> oh, in God. private school it was literally 30 people every class like that's what their yeah. size was every class had 30 kids in it and then they only had one class for each grade yeah. um yeah. so Going out, like leaving private school, going to public school, I'm like, oh, this class is huge. And then going up to co- uh, going up to high school, like the, it was big, but it was just like, I don't know. Every year it seemed like less and less students. Yeah, my, my flip was that I repeated fifth grade when I came to the states. So I went to a private school, a Catholic private school, when I was growing up. And then in fifth grade, when I when I switched to pub, I repeated fifth grade in the United States, and then I went to public school. I'm like, holy crap, there's so many more kids. Because in private school, yeah, it was like 
twenty kids even per class. We everyone. Oh, knew you were other. you were in private school in Venezuela. Yeah. So so literally, like uh. everybody knew each other. We went to each other's birthday party. Like literally, from first grade to fifth grade, we, it was the same kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had the same thing. Where like I think it was probably like twenty out of thirty kids were the same every year, and then like there'd be a few people coming in and out each year. But yeah, we we yeah. all knew each other from like way back when we were little. That's crazy though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just times have changed for sure though. So, all right. Well, listen. Hey, I know that we're coming out short of time, but so just wanted to guess quickly to, if you were to I guess take one thing that you will pick for I guess from a lesson learned standpoint, this whole pandemic, what what would it be? Just wondering. Just just patience. I guess is probably one of them. Go with the flow. That's <laughs> been like flow. my motto. You gotta That's go good. with the flow. You really can't like you, like. There's so That's many hard. things out of my control. Yeah. yeah, it's super hard. And like one thing that I'm like working on personally is like yeah. having faith, because when there's so much uncertainty and you don't have faith, yeah. it can feel like everything is just like crumbling. Well, so your like, kids can tell. Way, yeah, you, yeah. Teach. Your kids can those kids can pick up in little tiny little details and stuff. Yeah, they can. They really yeah. can. So you you have to like just believe that it's gonna be okay, even if you don't quite know. Um, you know. So how do you, what do you tell your kids though? Let's, let's say that they had a rough day. Like just wondering, because it happens. Frustration happens. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, like for example, like hey, I couldn't raise my hand today. You know, I don't, I don't know what the, my little icon is. Like, how do you? I guess online. How did? You, how were you able to handle some of the yeah. rough days? Yeah. So, so yeah, so like anything can frustrate a child, you know, Mm -hmm. like when we think about like coronavirus on like a broader scale and how much our lives have changed, like, I don't think kids necessarily get frustrated about that at my age group. They get frustrated about like the little day to days. Like you said, like if they're raising their hand for a long time and I don't see them, which is very Mm -hmm. possible when I'm screen sharing, I can't see all of their little faces. And then sometimes they're just like this and i can't see their hand and so they they get upset and i i just like try to redirect and i let them know like hey next time hold it up here so i can see it i i want to hear what you have to say and just trying to like validate them but when a child when i'm working one-on-one with a child and like they feel frustrated like this is like um like very basic you know like um social emotional work that i do with the kids like regularly because we talk a lot about feelings and like what happens. So like if they're I guess like psychiatrists as for kids as well. That's yeah, what yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like if they're starting to like feel frustrated, I had one child the other day, like just outright say, like, I'm frustrated. And I was like, What happened? Can you tell me what's going on? Why are you? Wait, feeling a five year old told you that Yeah, which I thought was extremely astute of him to be able to articulate wow. his feeling yeah. because a lot of kids aren't quite able to do that. Like they start experiencing I mean, the feeling and it, we're talking about adults can't even do that. <laughs> some adults can't even do that. You're right. Yeah. So like I just for those kids that can't articulate it, yeah. I talk to them about what I see. I'm like, Oh, I see your eyebrows are like down and you're you're frowning. Like you look like you're you're having like a body feeling. language, Are you can see that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I point that out to them so that the next time that they're feeling that feeling, they kind of know what it looks like. Maybe they can identify it in somebody else and then um, they can articulate what that feeling is. But I'll be like, Are you are you feeling angry? And then we talk about like what's going on, what is it? And then we go from there. So So yeah. That's that's I mean, that's great that I guess you're able to pick up the little body detail because I feel like you I mean to. obviously, you know. Uh, some some teachers are able to do the one on one. Some can't, in a sense. And I think yeah. that I think that one on one, especially online person, even if it's ten minutes, you know, like uh, I feel like that kind of 
you know, it goes a long way. It really does. Yeah, it really, it really does. And then, so that's why, like, I chose to group my kids in like a little bit of bigger yeah. groups. Like some colleagues I think are doing it like two kids at a time. Like I have them yeah. a little bigger so that I can get a little more time with each group and gotcha. then really like be able to like talk to them and like kind of go through like the times that we usually have in the classroom, but virtually. Well, I mean, also it helps kind of have a co-teacher. You can tell, once you guys swap the groups, you can probably share notes with the same teachers. So that way they can uh, able to handle, hey, isn't, hey, you know, this kid may respond this way differently. Yeah. So that, that yeah. kind of helps though. Yeah, so one thing that we did in the spring and that we're gonna start again here now is like my co-teacher and I, we had shared documents. We use Google Drive a lot. Yeah. And so I created a document for each child and we would make notes about how their lesson went so that we could be aware, like if something happened the day prior, like we might talk about it with the child or like we can be on the same page, you know, because it's very easy for there to be a disconnect, yeah. even just like two days apart. Like we're switching literally every other day, but mm -hmm. if something happens the day prior with the co-teacher and we haven't yeah. communicated about it, so like the documentation piece is another thing that like eats up our time, right? So we're planning for in-person, we're planning for remote learning, we're disinfecting, we're with the kids <laughs> physically, and then yeah. we are also documenting. And on top of that, on top of that the admin stuff. The plus yeah. more admin stuff as well, so. Yeah, meetings, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so, that's, so I, I guess, you know, one of the things I guess, have you, have you encountered where like a kid telling, hey, uh, I like Mrs. Smith better than you. Like, you know, like, how do you handle oh. that? Like, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it's the co-teacher thing kind of, it kind of gives a little conflict sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I, to be honest, I've never really had a kid like outright say it like that, but like, oh, really? <laughs> there's just, no, they've never said it like that, but. Kids um, are mean, let me tell you sometimes, you never know though. At this age yeah. group, yeah, at this age group, they're not quite like that. Like, um. There's just, you know, teachers have different personalities. Me and my co-teacher are similar in some ways and we're different yeah. in others. And our teaching styles, like teachers have very different teaching styles. So yep. we obviously teach a little bit differently. And there are just certain kids that we might connect with a little more than others. And we obviously are like fostering connections with like every single child that we work with. We wanna get to know them and like be engaged with them and like let them feel that we care about them because we genuinely do. But you know, there are some kids who are gonna look forward to spending time with my co-teacher more than me. And there are some kids who might look forward to spending more time with me than my co-teacher. Or like might feel more comfortable approaching either one of us more than the other, right? And that's just kind of normal, you know? And in that case, like my co-teacher and I, I've been very lucky. I've had her for all four years that I've been at this school. Well, yes, like, well connected. We communicate about everything. We're very connected, so. Yeah, it works for us. That's another you know? thing I couldn't. I couldn't be a teacher. Like I, I've always said I couldn't be a teacher because I am not good with really stupid questions. And <laughs> but another thing would be if the, if any kid said anything rude to me, I don't. I don't know if they're like, oh, I don't like you as a teacher, and I'd be like, I don't like you either. Like I, I'd be really <laughs> mean back. So I don't. <laughs> it's just... Oh man, yeah. You, so when when they say something that's like not not polite I'll just tell them like that wasn't very kind or like that's not something that we say like I've said that to children before like so sometimes they do need to know like they're learning social graces like they're learning how to communicate what's and interact wrong, like, wrong? I, feel, I feel like that's I feel like there's a certain situation that you have to help correct that and I completely agree with that part yeah yeah, yeah you're, you're I remember when I was in uh I was in, when I was in pre-k I uh I used to say what the heck a lot like just I don't know where I learned it but I I I used to say what the heck all the time, and the teacher would always be like, "We don't say that." And I'm like, 
That's not a bad word. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I had to like retrain myself not to say that in pre it's in preschool. Hard. Some kids do say that. I mean, we've had kids say everything. And when I mean everything, really? yes, I mean what you're thinking. And like they, you, you just have to tell them like we don't that's not language we use at school and they'll be like, "But my mommy said it" or like, "But um I say it at home and we're like, "Okay, so and then that's when we have to like distinguish like this is school." And yep. at school, things are a little different than they are at home, you mm -hmm. know, and and that's so that way they can at least have them identify the workspace, you know, this is like, yeah, this is your work area. And stuff. Yeah, so that yeah. So that's like another <laughs> thing that you bring up, Robert, like we have to be very careful about like the language that we're using because we have parents hearing it, too. So like um, if we say something informally, like we use informal language with these little kids to like create connections and like to help them feel comfortable with us. Right. And so like, we might be like, I'll say like, what's what going up, on dog? little lady? Not oh. quite, not quite Robert, <laughs> but you're on the right track. But like, you know, we might say like, hey dude, like, hey dude, what's happening over there? Like, just like in a loving way, yeah. but some parents might pick up on that and like mm -hmm. not appreciate it, you know? And it's just like, those are the things that we're like trying to navigate too, is like, we're, we're building rapport with the, with the parents while we're building rapport with the kids it's got a tough oh. balance that to be honest so, it can I mean, be I, tricky are your uh the parents uh you well, you said that the parents are not very not uh some are as engaged and some are not i remember my parent my mom was very like my parents were very engaged my mom used to be a teacher in in uh in vietnam my, my mom was um a teacher in vietnam so she was always on the teacher's side so when i went to private school <laughs> and she was like uh she told me when I got to private school, and she's like, "If you go in there and if you're bad, I gave them, I gave them the ability to spank you if you if they oh. if they want to." So I was oh always so good in school because I was like, "I do not want a spanking from these from these teachers." But like now I think about it, like there's no way no. that that's a thing that you can give them. You would never have gotten spanked. She mind tricked, she mind tricked you. <laughs> yeah, she definitely tricked me. So, so oh for me, uh, I remember. So my parents were never really involved in school with me, for me. So, and then I remember fifth grade, I punched a teacher in the face, and <gasps> I got expelled from it. And I, I, I just got mad. I is that why you got held back? Ah! This is Wait, what did you do? I need to know the story. Okay, You're okay, not okay, about okay. to like blow past this. Okay, so a yeah. background context. So I was being picked on, right? And so the kids uh, threw my glasses, stepped on it, and I punched the kid in the face. And I got in trouble because I punched the kid in the face. And but he start obviously he started it right, and the teacher only took the blame on me, and I punched her in the face. So I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" <laughs> so was yeah. like, While we're at it, let's yeah. just punch you the know, teacher. let's punch everyone <laughs> in the face. I was just already frustrated because the kids been picked on me for the past two weeks. So for me, I guess everything just vent out. I mean, if, if if I guess if someone had talked to me about you know venting, you know like, like I said that emotional aspect of that, that social aspect of that is a big deal. It really is. And yeah, I, and I, I kind of how you keep that bringing bringing that up, especially such a younger level. If yeah. they can develop that over and over again, it creates a habit on how to express themselves, and then it doesn't bottle up, right? Yeah. So, and so for me, I, I feel like at that fifth grade, I I, I really bottle 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 that up, and then I just I just burst it out, you know? Yeah. And this so, is in fifth grade. This is fifth grade, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this the social emotional piece goes like from early childhood and up, right? And like yeah. that's a skill that you could have been working on at like an earlier age, right? Yep. And like 
you know, I had a child last year who really like struggled with his anger. Like he struggled with his feelings and um, it took a lot of repetition, like a lot of practice. They really do have to practice how to deal with it. And so like our- Mediation doesn't help though, because we're not talking about- I had that, I had that in in (laughs) pre-K too. Where I punched a kid in pre-K and broke his nose. I like- Yeah, oh my I God, broke we got his the nose. Hulk over here. Yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, I think it was like I had, I had like my best friend, right? My best friend was Tony, and we always hung out together. And then one of the kids was like, Robert and Tony are like boyfriend, uh, boyfriends. And I was like, what? And I punched him. Oh and then the my teacher God. came over and was and <laughs> and oh uh, yeah, God. got me in trouble. And I was like, this teacher, why oh, would she? Like why would also- she be? against me but then my mom was always on the teacher's side so i was like why did you do that i I feel like i feel like the background where you come from and the culture you come from has an impact to that and so at least for me i wasn't emphasized that hey emotionally you have to be able to kind of not only control that in a sense just kind of hey this is actually a big deal right this part is how you feel and from a education standpoint it sounds like you know you uh at least in your private school you you just emphasize a little bit more and then the parents can see it, and okay, maybe I no, I didn't. And parents has to be involved in that in order to kind mm-hmm. of keep that practice going on, right? So my parents yeah. really have been involved in that side of things already. But then once they found out that I punched a teacher, obviously they got super involved because I got expelled from I got expelled for that semester. <laughs> and so they had uh, to get involved. They had to find you a new school. Okay. Well, well, I mean, at that point it didn't matter because we already moved to America, so it, it didn't really uh, matter. So. Oh, that was but right was, before you moved. Let bygones be bygones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. bygones. So, and so when, um, <clears throat> but my new fifth grade teacher though, kind of handled, I guess. She knew certain kids were very, you know, high level energy wise and stuff like that. I, I can tell that she handled that very well because she purposely grouped the desk differently and certain and balanced the personality. I can tell you, like, I remember I had three quiet kids in my desk. I'm like, why is this so quiet? And then you have this, and then you had, you know, this, you know, one, uh, one quiet kid and three loud kids next to them. I'm, I think she purposely balanced that. Yeah, teachers do that. That's like yeah. super important. Like where you like when you have desks, where you place the desks and who you place in the little groups that you make makes a huge difference. And I remember every single every single quarter, she purposely swap people around so that way you can get to know the kids. Yeah, and that's yeah. good. Yeah, and I, I kind of noticed that a little bit more as I I guess you know because I had her for like. Every single, every, everything, like from Spanish to biology, whatever it is, you know, in fifth grade. And I yeah. felt like that was a little bit handled much better than for me in, a, in my private school because I guess it was just single file, you know, in a row, you know, there's not really group work. It's, it's like very old school style, you know, you have five, five columns and, you know, and then, sorry, five rows and then you have four desks and stuff like that. So, like, you know, it was very, not very social in a sense. So, but I, I'm glad that, you know, there's different type of, schooling that kind of handles that a little bit now i mean I, i'm guessing this is not just special ed right this is this is like very common no yeah no this is like any any um like early childhood setting is gonna have a social emotional program like especially in today's day i feel like you can't go without one like you have to teach kids about how they're feeling and like any legitimate early childhood program is going yeah. to be doing that in addition to like getting the kids ready for kindergarten. Like one of the, one of the things you hear in like public school is like, you know, kindergarten readiness. Like, did they go to pre-K? Did they do Head Start? Like, you know, do they and even then have, have kids... a pre-K for, Wait, is, is for public school? Yeah, it's called Head Start. But is it a requirement though? Is, is, is that a requirement for kindergarten? It's not a requirement, but 
it should be like it like children should and i think some children might not have access to it and that's just that portability behind it's kind of it's like an access thing right like it's not equitable for all kids and like you know that's like a social thing like a social construct right we have to make that available Yes, it's called Head Start. Head, Head Start, Start is like yeah. the publicly funded like pre-K program and you can opt to put your child in. Children that I, come so, from Head Start are like, for the most part, they're more prepared for kindergarten than children who don't. I always thought kindergarten was like pre-school, right? Like, so I thought that that was where you would learn it versus like, I don't know. I don't think I had pre-K. I just had a kindergarten and then went straight into first grade. Like that was where, that's where. I went to a pre-K. I went to a little pre-K in West Boca, like a little Montessori. Oh, so, so, I, so I just Googled that Miami Dade uh, Head Start program. This is pretty interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, I worked in Miami Dade public schools for a few months before I got the job that I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember there was a child in my class who went, who was a Head Start student and he like academically was really great, but emotionally, like he, he couldn't handle his emotions and like it really interfered with like his progress during the day. And yeah. like, that's, mm. that's something that like, luckily he was in Head Start. So like already it was being addressed, you know, otherwise like he would have shown up to my kindergarten classroom and been, you know, who knows, like really struggling, you know? Um, well, yeah, I mean, especially like you don't know the, the situation, at, you know, or, with uh, families, you know, different backgrounds, yeah. I guess. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. to be honest, though, I, I, I mean, I don't feel like a lot of people, I guess, I mean, I, maybe because I don't have a kid yet, I feel like I, I never went to pre K before. I'm pretty sure I didn't go to pre K. Uh, but I know that now in kids, you know, as I noticed a lot of my friends already have kids already and they're like age of three and four. And I noticed that some of the parents just take that heads on themselves to kind of, navigate that if they have the time to do it. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad that there is a public funded program in a sense, you know, and it's, I guess it's, you say this is a free, right? It doesn't cost anything for the family. Yeah, just, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, 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 that's pretty awesome though. Yeah, but in, I but mean, imagine doing this, doing this though online, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't know how, like, I mean, Wow, they, I, was gonna say, I don't know how say... the Head Start people are doing it, but I'm doing it, yeah. so. I know, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. They're like children do not even need to be potty trained to be enrolled. Like that's a there's a lot of stuff in here that's just like I mean, we have bathroom accidents too. That's why the parents have to send a chain like a full change, change of, clothes of clothes every day. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's okay. it's typical. In our program, they do have to be potty trained if they want to enroll, but sometimes gotcha. they struggle with it, you know? Sometimes it's difficult for them. So that's when right. we like work one-on-one -on -one with a family and like really come up with a, a way to support. So I guess if you were to do, okay, how about this? So I'm gonna we're gonna wrap up a little bit soon. I know time's coming up soon, and uh, some of us have some stuff to do. You know, lunch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but oh, uh, you talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> no, that's tomorrow because we, we were we were we were supposed to do this yes tomorrow. Oh yeah. yeah. But today I'm free, but, so we can go on for like another couple hours. That's fine. I'm free. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a refill soon, but we're yeah. good. No. So um, so I guess if you were to, I mean, you know, you mentioned in March, right? You had to, you know, last minute scramblings. I guess, I guess if you were to pick, I guess one thing that you you guys did, you think you did well, what would that be? Like, especially for the last minute 
thing. Oh man, one yeah. thing I did well was communicate. I feel like I became a secretary faster than I've ever <laughs> became anything else in my life. Like I had to be able to respond to emails and like share information like as it was coming yeah. with the mm -hmm. families. And like, I had to make sure that they were feeling comfortable and confident and all of the feedback that I got in the spring was that we did an excellent job with the transition, with the instruction remotely. Like they were very happy with how their children were managing it. They were very happy with the one-on-ones and like, That's awesome. yeah, like I said, flexibility. Like I was super flexible and I still am very flexible. Like I'm still mm -hmm. working hard to, you know, give each family the attention and care that they are seeking, right? For their child. Yeah. I'm guessing oh. you, you probably you noticed your work hours got longer probably too, especially working remotely. Yeah. Times. It happens yeah. to all of us too. It was, sure. it did it. I, I was like wondering how that would look across like other professions because for me, like I had very, very little personal time in the fall or in the spring. Like yeah. I, yeah, everything that I used to do like in the afternoons, like it went out the window and I was just like yeah. zooming all day or emailing all day. And then my last email would go out to the parents at like 8 30 9 o'clock at night every day because that's how we were doing it at the time we were like sending them wow, our plan for the following wow. day that evening prior so like leading up you, to that you email probably in front of your laptop <laughs> yes no no i really was it was, was it was my new yeah. normal yeah. yeah it looks a little different now but yeah, i mean obviously still... because you're probably more prep right now and then yeah what have you what have you learned from throughout the process as well like so you went yeah. you talked about what you did what you did well like what did you improve on um from last spring to this fall um i think one thing that i'm improving on is just like finding a balance like i cannot do what i did in the spring like long term like teacher mm -hmm. burnout is extremely real that's why i ended up taking a gap year two years into my career <laughs> yeah. mm. um and like i felt it happening like towards the end of so my you, remote you learning you could step back and analyze it in a sense yeah i was like mm. i have to do things for myself like i mm. have to you know exercise like i have to cook dinner like i can't i have to do things for me and yeah. like that doesn't mean that doesn't make me a worse teacher no that doesn't mean that i don't love and care do anything. Yeah. yeah if i'm not taking care of myself like my like performance at my job is going to diminish right yep. so i did it a little bit in the spring i was like finding little times to like ride my bike or you know like little pockets here and there but like my i i was it was stressful so I was like, if I'm going to do anything differently now, it's going to be like blocking off time and like doing social distance get togethers or like, you know, exercising, like something as simple as that. I, and I get yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, having a yeah. life. You like, were mentioning, you know, how it has happened in other industry, you know, for in consulting. So we, we gained back that traveling time, right? So we didn't travel every week. So we gained back like eight or 10 hours, but then I feel like those eight or 10 hours went to a longer period of time working. So I'm up every day, 5.30 in the morning, then I'm done by 7 p.m. So I'm like doing 12 hour days oh, easily, man, 12 yeah. to 14 hour days, just because now we can, we can handhold it with the client because we're not there physically, right? So how do you, it's harder to build a rapport and, how, and a relationship with a client if you're not there physically. So we're, we're giving, I guess, an extra benefit of time, but at the same time, we're not even sure how impactful it is. And so, because we're not there physically, just trying to build that relationship. So like mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I learned a little bit more from my is, is that 
I had to have more one-on-one with my client. Like instead of having meetings, you know, group meetings, just having one-on-one to see how they're doing and having like a almost like a routine checkup in a sense. Hey, you know, this is what I'm working on, and give them the transparency. Like you said, communication. I think is one of the biggest things that I, I've been trying to emphasize this year on myself. It's yeah. uh, that having that transparency, that communication. But it's not just communicating. It's just how you communicate because I felt like. I get frustrated myself. Like, did she, did she not hear this? I told her ten thousand times already, and and I can. I probably this is this is very because... this is very uh, <laughs> like I don't I don't know how you you and your professional career is, but Mike, I've told you things <laughs> multiple times, and you don't oh, wow. even remember it. So then now it just comes full circle that you're like, oh yeah, my client's not oh, listening wow. to me. Okay, okay. So because sometimes I, I multitask a lot, I tend to miss messages, and or I glam glimpse through it and I forget about it. But yeah, it does happen though. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it does happen. But but with a client, I tell them like literally, I messaged them, email them about it. And I and I always keep track of meeting notes in a sense with them. But I'm like, I told her, that, I'm like, so I imagine with your kids, you probably do this often as well, right? You, you repeat yourself over and over again. So I'm like, oh yeah. Listen, your patients, listen, yeah, hands down, kids. probably 10 times much yeah. better than my patient. But for me, <laughs> I learned to build better patient and better way of communicating in a sense. I'm like, so I not only re- I re- reiterate, but I also kind of like change the um, what's it called change the like change the phrasing of it, change the topic of it, change the tone of it in a sense. But I I do find myself frustrated though sometimes though. Let me tell you like yeah. and it's, and it's kind I had to learn how to deal with that part. So yeah, for me it's yeah. a little different because I joined a company right as COVID started. So then like. I, like just meeting people was hard because it's just like you don't have that in the off in the office normally you just like go and you're like going to get yeah. coffee or going to get water or something. And, then, and you just like bump into people and then you're like, yeah. you're like get to know people right and yeah. you just yeah. don't have that so there's a lot more effort going into actually building relationships yep. versus uh versus where like if i was just in the office i could just naturally build that build those yeah. relationships yeah that's been like my saving grace is like having the relationships that i've had at work and like having people that know what i'm going through Mm because they're experiencing it too just like validate how i'm feeling and like my experiences you know but yeah Yeah. that's well i mean one one of the things i guess you know for you guys uh, now you're going back to the physical world which is nice to build that chemistry and actually getting to know the kid right because getting to know the kid uh online versus in person is is nine day yeah it is it's super different like when the when the parent is involved in our small group lessons it totally changes the dynamic so like one of the things i had to tell the parents during back to school night was like listen like this is your time for like to turn it over to your child and let us work with them and like we know that they might seek you for like assistance but like we're trying to teach them how to cut and how to pick up scissors the right way. So you have to give them that opportunity to try. And so we, if we them. ask them, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gave them like a little general like hint. Like, so if we yeah. ask your child a question and they don't answer it right away, like one of the things we do is we wait. And that's super hard because like a lot of parents just want to tell their child the answer, right? And just like move on. But like one of the things about teaching is like you give the children time to think about what you just said and like process that. And for like that should, time I should, varies. I, I should kind of follow the same pattern with my client. Give her time to think. I yeah, give her give a them minute. time to think. <laughs> that, you know, it might take a little longer for some people than for others, yeah. that's okay. 
I do. So okay, so there's three Michael Wongs in my team, and and so <laughs> no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. What are the odds? <laughs> I know one belongs to one belongs to a tax team. I belong to the advisory team. That one belongs to some kind of support team, right? And so one one time they had a mix the Michael Wongs. They invited around Michael Wongs to the meetings, and. One of the guy, one of the clients says, "Oh, you invited the 140 mile Michael Wong meeting. This is the wrong Michael Wong. You should have invited the tax Michael Wong." And then I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so <laughs> obviously I speak fast, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> I knew exactly wow. what you meant when yeah. you said that. By the way, it's really <laughs> funny though. Yeah. So so it's really funny because and then my client, my my counterpart, she's like, "You, we, you should have a meeting to have invite all three Michael Wongs and then invite the head of the program of the project." into the meeting to see if she can find out who each which Michael Wong is. What, which Michael Wong is which? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's really, it's really funny though. Michael, like, Michael's, Michael Wong's gotta be a, a pretty common name, right? Because I have a Michael Wong who lives in my building, one of my neighbors. Who's awesome. Really? really? I, yeah. I didn't know that. So I didn't know that until I joined a corporation. Like, and Back in when I was in uh, Center, I met two of Michael Wong's. I was getting their email in the beginning. Just like when I in my current company right now, I remember my first day at work. I was like, I'm getting partners email. I'm like, so that apparently there's a, in LA, there's a partner named Michael Wong, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I should not be getting this email at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. and that that to me doesn't seem like it would be a common name because like having like kind of like an American name with like an Asian last name. I I don't know, I, but I, like. Uh, uh, American, Asian, like Asians who come over here, Michael is like a very popular name. Yeah, it is for sure. Really? Yeah. Michael. Yeah, I didn't know that. In Vietnamese, it's Kevin. Kevin's very popular as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's culture Josh, Kevin, Michael, and there's one more. Um, what was it? Uh, Tyler? No, not Tyler. There's, there's one more. Like, there was like a very common like, names that you they just pick up just, just because it, it yeah. just easier to pick just instead of having that full Asian name. Just yeah. 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 I just finished watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't know if you guys watch that or not. Probably no, not. not, yet. not yet. Uh, <laughs> but it's very entertaining. Super funny. And the winner was uh, from from Asia, like an Indian descent. Yeah. And um, her name was she was born Mark. And so she like, wow. but a she goes by Priyanka. <laughs> yeah, no, she, no, I mean, like, I, I didn't realize that was such a common thing. She was like explaining, yeah, my brothers are Steve, Chris, and John. And I'm like, whoa, what? like, I, yeah, <laughs> but she um, gave herself a name Priyanka. There's pockets in India that are like, uh, that were like Christian, like they have like Christian influence. So then yeah. they name oh. all their people like American or like English names. Yeah. So, it's oh, very, okay. very weird. My, my parents. It's my, interesting. My, no, my my dad. Uh, my dad, you know, obviously he had he grew up in South in South America, right? So he gave himself himself his name Mario, and I'm like, I asked him like, Dad, what do you call yourself Mario for? It's like, oh, I just love to play Mario Super Nintendo game back in the days. That was his reason, and I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> My, my brother. Instagram handles like Super Nintendo Queen. Like yeah. I'm here my for it. My brother. Uh, my brother came over here when he was in high school, and he loved the name Calvin, right? So oh. he, so like he went by he like he, he like because he liked Calvin Klein. So he was like, I'm gonna name myself Calvin. And oh then, my God. Uh, and then he had a kid, and I think he named his kid Calvin, and then he changed his own name to Kevin. I don't know what oh, happened. It's funny. Oh, so changing <laughs> names is like a a thing. Like, I don't so, know. So I guess so. so wait, does that happen with your kids still in school? Like, do you guys have nickname for your kid? Do they have nickname for um, each other in the classrooms? Um, 
some kids just go by a nickname. Yeah. Um, I remember when I taught in public school, um, I had, when I taught third grade, I had a little boy from Pakistan and the parents were like, you can call him Zach. And I was like, like, no, like, I I was like, I'll call him his name. Like it's, we'll learn his name. Like they, Like I, I felt like they were just saying that to kind of like appease like me and because he was the only boy from Pakistan in the class, but I was like, no, it's just socially wise, probably perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe, but we called him his real name all year and, and they, they were okay with it. Like, I think, you know, like. I, Especially I like them, young man. kids, like you, yeah. like they're, yeah. they're easy to like adjust how they think about. Yeah, and I wanted him to stuff. feel accepted. Yeah, and like we did talk a lot about like differences. Like I, every every teacher, I think, talks a lot about like acceptance and like culture wise and stuff. How, yeah, how, of guess, course. How, how diverse is your current class? Just wondering, is it very diverse? Um, I don't know exactly like where the families are from, but like I have one girl that um speaks mostly Spanish. So like okay. during morning meeting, mm-hmm. I'll ask a question and then she'll raise her hand and it's all in Spanish. And so I try to validate her by like, I, I also want so her to So how do you translate include... that? But, but how do you get that to translate? Just wondering. So usually I'll like repeat what she said in like a question format in English. Yeah. And then I might like say something else in Spanish so that the other kids understood what she said. But I'm also kind of like continuing the conversation but what, with her a but little what bit. But what if you didn't speak Spanish? I mean, yeah. that would have been hard. <laughs> It would. It, it would be a little challenging and not everybody at my school does speak Spanish. Yeah. So it's just, it's just part of being a teacher. Like you're going to get some kids like there, there's a big Brazilian population at our school. Yeah. Like I don't speak Portuguese. Like I had a little girl last year who would cry and like sometimes Portuguese, you know, and, and I would just, you know, listen, like she, but she and also was you articulate can't comfort in them, English. Especially online. It's hard to comfort. It's hard to comfort somebody online. You know, they can just shut your laptop down and just be, and run, run away. If, if, uh, yeah, yeah. That's where we're like, we need the parent support. Like yeah. last year when, or in the spring, when I was zooming, I had mm-hmm. a little girl who literally like fell off her stool and like, thank God her mom was there because she oh, was like, crying, <laughs> crying. And I was yeah, just like how on do you the other end, like that type of stuff. Yeah. You just like, like so, stuff that like normally physically you'd be able to help yeah. with, but like when you're virtual, there's no way for you to even like yeah. help, right? That yeah. is, that's gotta yeah, be difficult. Yeah, we're just not there. So, you know, the parents who are there, they help, you know, but it's a, it's a balance because they so can't you, help too much because then they're doing the project, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I think, so, like, I think part of it, you know, the way you guys said that the expectation is probably a different way this year, you know, like you said. Yeah. And yeah. So like, yeah, sometimes we, we do, like I said, I had to tell the parents, like, let the, the kids have a chance to do it. But you know, before I was able to like have that meeting with the parents, yeah. like I, we would be like celebrating our work at the end. And I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> like, great job, Juan. Great job, Mrs. Sanchez. Like we're all like high fives, like, around <laughs> like, you know, I'm just, you know, acknowledging see, that everybody's this, there. I can see this where once once you started the, having, you know, kids come back physically, I think there's going to be a huge FOMO for kids online. And they're going to be like, oh, and they're going to ask the parent, I want to go back to class. I want to go back to class. There's going to be a huge FOMO. I, I can see Yeah, that. there might be for those kids <laughs> that are still remote. There yeah. very well may be. Yeah, and I think, I think, yeah, that's true. Like if you see all these other kids like playing with each other, each other in, like live, other. Yeah. and then you're at home, like you're like, my mom is even, <laughs> is not even here. She's working. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so that's interesting. So like in our schedule, we have like the morning meeting part where the kids are yeah. all together and like we're doing our whole group lesson but then 
the kids are not going to be on the zoom when we do our small group time, which is when we break out the games and like, because we just can't control what they're going to see. Right. And we have to also like respect the privacy of those kids who are working and, and, you know, like their academic progress. So they're not going to have private. like a live camp all the time. You're saying not all the time, just uh, during okay. um, like our whole group morning time and like snack time, even like, we'll keep it on. But like, also we don't want, I mean, like, what are they going to be doing while we're doing small group? Like, we but set up what, independent centers for have, the kids. Like, they don't have that. But like, wouldn't they have the, I guess, activities during that time as well? So that's the thing. Like, when yeah. we're doing activities with the kids, like, we, first of all, we want it to be fun. Like, we want to yeah. try to get them as engaged as possible. And really, like, our main job is, like, we're hitting an objective, like, a learning objective. Yeah. So since the kid is not in the classroom with us like you know they're they're not going to be yeah. we're not going to be able to like work with them on the same level like yeah. they they just like let's say i'm playing a game i have a board game in my classroom like they yep. might not have that at home you know so yeah, then i have to find something else that's going to hit the same objective so we have like objectives that we plan out for every day for our teacher center and what we're doing is we're translating it to the remote learners. It's not going to so look the same every single time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you're not yeah. having like these small groups where like two kids are live and then one kid's on a screen and then you guys move <laughs> each no, other around. No, no. Okay. Oh. no. Oh, that's what oh, I thought no. was happening. Me too. So oh, yeah. Okay. No, so I guess they're not going to have the phone. It's just. <laughs> yeah, it's just that we have to respect like the privacy of the kids who are in person. Like that child who's at home, it might have a they might have a parent nearby who's seeing how all of his peers are doing, and like gotcha. that's like that's private to those families. Hey, you know? I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna wear a GoPro going live all the time. You know? know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like yeah. doing like fishbowl <laughs> mode, you can see yeah. like everything. Yeah. You see everything, like everything you're doing, like they see. And then they have you have a you have like like oh, TVs man. everywhere that you see all the kids what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that would be kind of cool. Like I would be interested to see what that would look like. Like teaching really is like an adventure. Like you never know yeah, no. what is gonna get thrown at you that day. So uh, it's well, fun. As I said, I know that we're coming up short of time. So is there anything I guess um, you know if you if you were to give a, a parent advice you know with this kind of situation going you know you, you can kind of foreshadow this already already a little bit where. You start online, going physical, and then you go back to online. You know, is there if you were to give parents advice, uh, especially for new parents, because I have a lot of, especially you know, a group of mm -hmm. friends, we have a lot of new parents that this is the first time dealing with this, and then there are new parents on top of that, right? So what will you know? What what kind of advice you would like to give them before then? I would say, I mean, that's really hard. I I would say. Um, do what you feel is right for you and your family. Like you don't have to do, you know, if you have the option to go remote or to go in person, you don't have to do what other families are doing if you don't feel comfortable with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, be open with the teacher, like let the teacher know anything that's going on. Like the more we know, the more we can support the child when we're working with them. Right. You can't be yeah and just take it easy you know like take care of yourself too like if you guys are having a really rough day and like your child can't connect like it's okay you know like we're gonna be okay <laughs> mm. so i think that's like a big thing like like we've already talked about like social emotional but yeah. like i think everybody just needs to take care of themselves like emotionally and then <clears throat> everything's gonna work out 
you know, but do do what's right for you. you I like know? how you have faith. That's great to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's faith been wavering. Good. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I'm human. It's hard <laughs> to keep it all the time, but so, it's coming back. <laughs> so jumping into that, you know, uh, I guess, you know, we're, we're going to end the session with, you know, our venting session, you know. So you want to you want to kick up that you have anything to do, you want to vent if it's on your chest to get that emotional, you know, Straight, yeah straight. do you have anything that you want to yeah. you want to get off your chest <laughs> oh my gosh what do i want to get off my or chest? it could be or it could be something completely different not related to school or whatever no, just, just whatever school, yeah. whatever yeah. Is oh on your my mind. gosh i don't i honestly like i i don't know what to vent about about like i i i could vent about anything like if i right. am annoyable oh, i would get annoyed wait, by should anything. we should we give you a topic and then you just vent on it? I can come up with a topic. Oh my god, you're putting me on the spot. I don't know how I feel I'll, about I'll that. While you think about it, I'll stop with my event. So, okay, you do your event. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. So my event is that I noticed that, you know, um, I've been back and forth for the past about a week or so. And literally, it's like nine day difference between California and Florida. And But I feel like literally COVID doesn't exist here. Like, and for me and I'm like, guys, this did not disappear overnight. Like, it doesn't, it, it's just, so for me, it's still a sense of frustration where like, maybe because people just stopped caring or just mentally, or you know, kind of just worn out, right? And the fact that, uh, that no one really cared in a sense, kind of frustrating in a sense, because I don't mind, you know, obviously, you know, follow your due diligence in a sense, keep your study safe, wear a mask when you go to the restaurants and, and, you know, or, you know, or try to keep it, you know, your group gathering less than five people, things like that, right? Like, that's okay because we're still in a pandemic, you know? But let me tell you, uh, I think, I've seen situations here in Florida already, like where they don't give up. Just they don't, anything. they don't they care. Don't. Yeah. So. People got to get back to work, Mike. All right. You can't, you can't <laughs> stifle the people the way you're trying to. There has to, to be a balance, though. I'm talking about Oh my gosh. Yeah, like... No, wait, I will say that I've seen videos online. I can't remember. It's this guy who dresses up in like a tan suit. I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about, but he has a microphone and he just shows up places. And I can't remember what his little tagline is. He has like a little show, but he just like talks to people and he's been going to like parties this summer, like straight up, like 4th of July, like huge gathering. Yeah, like just massive and people like no regard. And then he's like talking to people about the coronavirus and they're like, is it even real? These people are like asking, they're like, do you even know anybody with the coronavirus? Like, like to them, it's like not real. Like it, it's, though, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very I, crazy. I don't like that, that like uh, <laughs> that questioning where you're like, I don't know anyone who has coronavirus. So I don't like, I'm not doing anything. I don't, I don't like yeah. that because once you know someone then you probably got it. Like that's too that's, too late. that's too late. Yeah, you're, oh, you don't want man, that. Oh man, you're so right. Yeah, <laughs> it's too late, you know. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I, I know about forty-five people that I know that have Corona. Okay, and they're all forty-five people. Yeah. I mean, they're Wong, all... how many people do you know? I don't even know if I know forty-five <laughs> people in my like... life. Well, so I, I know like, like three like, or I four. Message, so I message people to see how they were doing, in a sense, especially New York City, right? So I have a lot of friends in New York City. And I know that pandemic hit hard in New York City first. And so the people who, you know, half of the people who got, you know, COVID, they're all, they're okay after a couple of days. So they were mild symptoms in a sense, right? Uh, and maybe out of the four or five people, one had a severe case where they had to go to a hospital for one day. So, 
in a sense that you know what because I, for me i was very curious about this situation in a sense that because new york was doing everything right trying to get everyone tested so shutting everything down so i really wanted to get as much hands-on details as much as i can finding out who actually had it what happened what, what the symptom was because i got i had a frustration of social of news media playing this to a whole different extreme so I, you know what let me try to dig down and let's let me find out who had Corona. I'm going to try to whip in my circle of friends first, and then I'm going to try to find out with their circle of friends to see who had it and get gather some information for myself. Because I felt like I really, that kind of gave me a sense of, okay, how serious this could be. Because if I had to go, you know, ask, you know, one tier circle of friends and then they don't have anything, then it has a second tier support, like, you know, different degree of freedom. I had to go further, further out. I'm like, okay, I'm becoming suspicious. But then within my own circle of friends, I found out that many people had it, right? So at least. Now I sense I had a sense of I guess you know of and as how serious this could be, and so that's how I gathered the number in a sense. I mean I asked about I maybe hundred people, so it's a lot. Though, you, but wait, right. you asked a hundred people and you got forty people to say they had that's it. That's a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot. Forty percent of your that's friends got coronavirus. I don't even know if I want to be your friend anymore. Like that's a high percentage. <laughs> Count me out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. done. I'm done. <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> I well, don't even I, know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of them though. Those people, those forty-five people at all, and for like past five years. So. so wow. Yeah. Okay. That's different though. That's. I different, mean, if though. you count like, The Rock, I I know people who have coronavirus. No, think... no celebrities. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> I have. Uh, yeah, I I think I might I might know actually like one, one or two people who got it. Like not yeah. too many, but they're like very far removed. I don't know anybody like very close to me. Like, so, so you're saying that pretty much like two de- second degree of freedom, third degree, right? So it's different, right? So, so for me, those 45 was like, was like, uh, I say probably 30 of them was first degree, and then 15 of them was second degree. So, yeah. I know, but like 30 out of 100 is still a lot of people, Mike. Not, not really, because if I mean for me, but that kind of I, that's the reason why for me I, I took it a little bit more seriously in a sense because I kind of find out what kind of symptoms they had. And a lot of them couldn't tell the difference until they took the test, though, to be honest. They couldn't tell the difference between the flu because they were mild symptoms. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who had coronavirus back in April, and she's been battling with it ever since. She's a long hauler. So I don't know if you guys have read about them, but... um, There are some of those, for sure, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she still struggles with, like, fevers during the day. I I asked her. I was like, please tell me what you experience as a long hauler. And she was like, first of all, like... I can't remember short term. Like I forget things so easily. She says that she has like very fair skin. She says when yeah. she um, like walks to her kitchen, her skin will be modeled and like she she looks like a spider web. You can see like every single vein in her body. That's crazy. And oh she gets exhausted so easily. And yeah. like one of the things she said that stuck with me was that she knows what it feels like to be an old person because she has to plan her day around when she showers because it's so exhausting for her to take a shower that she has to just like lay for three hours. So she hasn't just like, recovered in a sense that where she has gained her energy back or body still probably thought of it. No, like her body, she says, she tells me it's like an autoimmune thing now. And I'm like, wow, really? I believe you. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I don't think she's making that up. You know, yeah. she's definitely yeah. trying to, to fight something, her body yeah. is having a reaction to something. But well, and, um, and that's just why for me, my event was like, guys, this pandemic to just disappear overnight. It's not. Listen, it's, I, it's real. It's a real it's thing. It's real, you know. So listen, <laughs> I, I flew a couple times with the pandemic, but at least I do my due diligence. And let me take a test first to make sure that I'm not affecting anybody else's right. So yeah. at least I'm, I'm, I take my test a couple of days before I fly. 
okay, I'm negative, I'm okay, I'm gonna go. And then at least I'm trying to do, do my due diligence, make sure that I'm not, if I'm impacted, I'm not affecting anybody around me. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't You're think You're being people, responsible. Yeah. People, you know? But imagine if someone, imagine if everybody could be responsible for that, at least that kind of extreme, to at least that little bit more. Yeah. So, anyway, it's so too Robert, much what, to ask for some people. Too much to ask for some people. Yeah. So, what's your event? My, oh, so my vet, we, we touched on it a little. It was yeah. Mike just doesn't remember stuff. Like <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> times, there's times when we're like doing podcast stuff and I'm like, oh, hey, I uploaded our, our video. We're doing all this. I, I did this and this and this. And then I don't know, maybe a couple hours later, he comes back. Couple and days like, later, couple days later, couple days later, not a couple hours. It could be a couple <laughs> days. It could be a couple, but it's like three lines up in the chat. Right, like it was like, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? And some of it's like, oh, we upload stuff. It sends you an email. I text you, and like everything. <laughs> like there's like multiple steps. I'm like, and then you came up with your with your event of like you you were like talking about your coworkers, and I was like, yeah. or your um your clients, and I was like, yeah, this is just the the kettle calling the pot black. That's <laughs> <all>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I, I was hey. like, oh my god, Mike. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, listen, I admit it. I tend to, I, I've been trying to work on multitasking. So one of my things is that I tend to do multiple things at time where sometimes I just need to get focused on one thing. And so it's kind of like, I've been trying to narrow that down a little bit more. So I'm working on that, okay? Yeah. There's also, there's also been studies that say like, we literally can't multitask. Like there's no, like we are never multitasking. Let me tell you something about that. I'm going to interrupt you, Mike, because yesterday I, I'm going to tell you how I'm about to like put my life out there. Okay. (laughs) Yesterday I invited my coworkers to come over to help me pack up my apartment. I started yesterday. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I got home, I was multitasking to this extent. I was like communicating with people from the apartment complex and like figuring out how to sign my lease. I was in the process of reading my lease. I ordered them pizza while I was trying to do that, like like <laughs> virtual and like delivery. And then I was like trying to get a renter's insurance policy on my progressive app. And I was trying to do all that shit in addition to packing my life into boxes. See, like, it's doable. See, Robert, see, it's, it's doable. doable. Let me tell no, you, the like, level no, of productivity is very low. It was extremely yeah. They, well, they, well, they, like, they say like you're actually when you're like you're actually switching from one thing to another versus actually doing all of them at once, right? Like it's yeah. not yeah. really like you're not you're not on the phone. You're not on the phone like like uh, ordering, like t- talking to your, to your, uh, to your landlord and talking to the insurance company at the same time. No, like, it's not really well, no, no, multitasking, no, you're right. but you are well, doing, you have multiple things on your, on your mind doing it. Yes. Right? And you have to no, well, I had a friend call me while I was like trying to do all this stuff and I was <laughs> telling her and I was reading through the like renter's insurance policy. And I was like, I'm just trying to order mold. I was like, wait, what I say? I'm trying to order pizza. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. I gotta go. I'm sorry. I'll call you later. Yeah, yeah. I I, I I agree to a certain degree. I think there's certain tasks you could multitask, but the certain most. I mean, there's certain tasks you just can't. So for me, I was like, so with the pandemic situation, I was trying to you know do my side hustle at the same time, and I was dealing with a client, and then I was dealing, and then I was I'm like, oh crap, I need to make sure I, I upload this podcast stuff, ready, prep this stuff, make sure this is prepped, because I tend to you know schedule stuff. And so for me, it was like, I was trying to do two things with two different laptops on top of that. So I was talking to Robert one chat and I was talking to my client in the other chat. And I, mm-hmm. t- and I was like, Robert, did you do this yet sometime? And I tend to like not read his stuff because it's just, 
Yeah, just don't wow. care. Wow. Like, okay. I don't, he admits I don't care. It. He admits it. Yeah. I admit it. Listen, I, I just don't care what Robert I says to me. I not read his stuff. Those yeah. are his words. No, it's wow. not. It's, it's not that I don't read his stuff. It's just that I just tend. I didn't have time to do it to read it. So uh-huh. therefore, like, or maybe I browse through it because, and then I forget about it, and just go back to do another yeah. task. He also is really bad at remembering what he's said. So like he'll like he'll like he'll, oh, he'll actually like read it. He'll, he'll like people. actually he'll actually like read it and respond, and then come back and ask the question. And you're like, I thought you like you confirmed like you confirmed. Yeah, or, 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 or they, 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 they asked this question already. So so sometimes I'm, I myself doubt. I'm like, did I ask this question already? I'm like, I'm like, let me ask this again just in case I, did, I forgot to ask. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> Or you could take a minute and scroll up and find that's true. it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. He, he, does, he does do that a lot where you're like, oh, it's it's up. Just look up. And he's like, just tell me because it's Yeah, just much. tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does that in other group chats. Okay, don't worry. You're not alone, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Michelle, what's your event? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got a couple events here. I like, oh. thought about it. I got All right, it. there we go. Okay, I, like the first it. one's more of like kind of a funny story, but like okay. not so funny, but I'm trying to look at it on a funny angle. Yeah. So like in the middle of like all this stuff happening in the last couple of weeks in my personal life, my AC broke on like a Saturday night and my friend oh, uh, let yeah. me stay oh God, with her. Yeah, in Florida? Yeah, yeah, we got home at like nine o'clock at night from like hanging out and the AC was busted. My friend was like, you can come over, like bring your cat, like you're totally welcome here. I was like, thank you, you're an angel. Um, and so I like park, whatever, whatever. The next day I'm at work and I'm leaving work. This was a Sunday. Yes. Teachers work over the weekend. Believe it. Um, (laughs) And I'm leaving work and I see a dent on my hood and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how did this get here? And I like text my boss immediately. I'm like, look at this, like happened at work. Like, where did this come from? And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to reach out to like our, you know, our guy. Yeah. Yeah, Like Mm -hmm. find out how this could have happened. I was like, are there cameras? Like, I want to know like if anybody did this, but it wasn't like on the side, like it wasn't like something hit my car. It was like on the front. I was like, did somebody really like dent my hood? Jumped on your hood or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, somebody just like hopped off my hood, whatever. No. When I went back to my friend's place to get my cat, I'm like looking at the parking spot and like there's a tree and i look on the ground and there's a fucking coconut on the ground oh. i pick up the coconut it fits perfectly in the dent and i'm like oh i my fucking God. had a coconut fall on my car and dent my hood oh. i'm like and that ladies wow. and gentlemen is 2020 in a nutshell for me coconut Fucking <laughs> my car. I'm like, all right, you know what? And I'm not even gonna get it fixed because, like, I'm on a budget now. I'm like, you know what? You now my car the, has. I was called, you should try the heater thing. It'll pop itself. Yeah, no, no, no. You heat it up and then you, you can it pop it out. With you what? A blow dryer? Yeah, blow dryer. Yeah, with a blow dryer, and then you go from the underneath oh, and like push water. it. Oh, you, oh, you can boil a bunch of hot water and just. Yeah, it's gotta it. be really hot though, and then you can push it. Really hot though, yeah. And it just oh. yeah. stuck up. Yeah. Okay, that's a good tidbit to know because I also ordered a simple human trash can, and I don't know if you know about these trash oh, cans. Oh, my roommate had one of those. It sucks. No, I have like the new, it's... new like sensor one, no, and let me tell you something. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It's just it goes, it opens a lot. All right, whatever. No, no, the, so... the battery dies. The battery dies too fast. The battery dies for me. Uh, I've had one... it for a month, and it. I mean, I don't know. It's only been a month, well, and it's no, been no. Well, so for, uh, my roommate got one two years ago. 
not a year ago, right? And we kept, we, we kept changing the battery every single two weeks. I'm like, what the heck's going on? All right, two yours weeks. is a lemon. Yours is a lemon. Yeah, mine... you gotta send that no, back. No, no. So, so, yeah, so, so that's not good. So she sent it back, right? And she got a new one. And then it ha- it kept happening. We're like, I'm like, so we stopped putting battery in. We just used as a regular charger. Oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> no, no. no, there's no. others. I bought one online that was not, I don't know. It wasn't super simple human. It was some, It was just a, dip, a one on Amazon. Yeah. And it works perfect. Yeah. Like, it's just. Yeah, no, that's what I did. I bought it on Amazon, but they delivered it through UPS. And like at my old apartment, there was a gate and UPS didn't have the code. Like they don't, Mm -hmm. there's not like a universal code anymore. So it was like going back and forth from the truck to the gate, back to the truck for like a week and a half. And when I finally got it and took it out the box, it had a giant fucking dent on the front. And I was like, great, great. Yeah. So I was like, but I'm going to try your (laughs) trick. I'm going to do, I know I'm telling you, I've had the worst (laughs) luck. Like I need to stage my new apartment tomorrow. Palo Santo, everything like crystals. Hey, make sure you do the fun joys, the fun shui thing. You know, you look at where you put your bed, yeah, all the fun shui stuff. You know, one thousand percent, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, listen, Michelle. I... Um, listen, I know times. You know, it's crunch time for you. I know you have to go soon. So, um, but we appreciate having you on. Is there anything you want to plug in? Just wondering. Yeah, one plug I have, and I'm totally gonna go there, and I'm not trying to open a can of worms, but arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. That's all I have to say. It's, it's been a while. That's for sure. It's been what six. It's months, unacceptable. It's mm-hmm. unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. Uh, that's 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 one thing that is kind of like, it makes no sense. It, it just doesn't make sense at all. No, yeah. it doesn't. So yeah. that's something getting... that's ongoing. You know, yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement is still happening. Like yeah. I know it's been politicized, but to me, it's like a human thing. Like right. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So and and black people and people of color are treated differently by yeah. law enforcement and by the government. So that's for sure, especially in the South, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Well, well, listen, hey, I think this is a great insight, by, by the way. Hopefully you have an amazing, you know, going back to school physically. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. This has been so much fun. Thank you guys for asking me to come. Like, this, no, is, uh, this is this is actually <laughs> very awesome for us to kind of, you know, understand that world because I feel like yeah. a little black hole for us and we're just trying to see how the teacher doing emotionally, how they're handling things, you know, logistics yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. obviously, great to give it for granted um, in a sense that, you know, everyone probably does it differently because different school level, different type of school, and it's probably you know you know just different in general right especially with this kind of situation so i guess as you know everything gets opened back up more i'm sure you're sure things are gonna pivot <laughs> so, yeah yeah on tuesday when the kids come back on tuesday yeah. everything's gonna change again so yeah. you know one thing i'm 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 thinking about like what kids today are gonna say where like our parents or like our grandparents were like oh yeah we walked to school uphill both ways in the yeah. snow uh like what are the kids gonna say <laughs> for like the problems <laughs> the struggle, that they had the is the struggle in school oh, right? it's like God. oh man i couldn't unmute <laughs> i couldn't raise my hand i couldn't my raise my hand <laughs> my teacher turned off my camera yeah. oh, there we go. oh i get kids that do that <laughs> that is real okay i swear i'll i I am tempted. Oh, that's tempted. really funny, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny. again, um, well, thanks uh, for those who are listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll have another episode. Michelle's going to hop back down another another podcast episode for another d- different topic. Um, but again, yeah, Michelle- I'll be back.
Thanks for your time. Appreciate it, though. Thank uh, you guys so much. I'll see yeah. you soon. <laughs> yeah. You. Like and subscribe. See oh, yeah. Like and subscribe, please. Don't forget about <laughs> like, that. Like, subscribe, and comment. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> All right. There see go. you guys. Thanks, baby. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. As always, we appreciate you. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this episode, and leave us a comment. If you are listening to us, please leave us your honest review on your preferred podcast listening platform. And as always, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GFOT Thoughts. Drop a comment and give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, see you then.